This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. What's good, baby? It's Damian Barling, one half of d and KC. And thank you so much for downloading the podcast here. We really appreciate it. And hopefully, you're a subscriber of the podcast. That way, you get every single episode, every single day, every single interview, every single clip, every single bit of King's News delivered right here to your mobile device. It doesn't matter if you're subscribing through Apple, Spotify, Google Play. It doesn't matter if you're subscribing through Stitcher or the Odyssey app. You'll get every single episode delivered right here to your mobile device. And if you're using one of the platforms that allow you to rate and review the show, please do, particularly on Apple Podcasts, as I know that's where most of you are listening from. If you could hit the five-star review, if you think we're worth it, it only takes a split second. And if you could leave a review, that would be great as well. The review's cool. Again, it only takes a couple of seconds to do that, but it literally takes just a split second to hit that five-star button, man. We really appreciate you for being here with us. Enjoy the show. Let's turn up. Let's go. Let's go, baby. Let's go, baby. <laughs> NFC Championship game. We coming, baby, on Sunday. Let's get it. Let's get it. We ain't playing. I hear a lot of doom and gloom around these streets, around this region. We ain't doing all that today. Niners won. They going to the NFC Championship game. Let's go. Let's go. We turned all the way up. They've been waiting all weekend for this. Go ahead. Get your stuff <laughs> we off. We turned all the way up. Hey, hey, to, 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 all the, to all the Packers fans out there, to all, to all the, uh, the, the Packers podcasters, Packers media members, Packers fans, the winners get to write history. We beat your ass on Saturday. <laughs> we kicked your ass. <laughs> Let's go. Welcome Let's in go. to the Monday, January 22nd edition of D-Lum and KC. 
I'm Damian Barling. The ultimate needle mover in God mode himself. He's Kenny Caraway. Yes, sir. Acknowledge me. I see. Hold on, we gonna start already. We gonna, we gonna cut all this out. Drew down, you won by three. Did you hear what I said? The winners get to write history. You can't write history because the Cowboys got their ass beat. All right? When you're a winner, you can write history. And I say we beat their ass on Saturday. And that's the bottom line. I don't know what's funnier. You, because I, I, I've been ready for this since Saturday night, and thank God it's this and not the alternative. Or, I think I know the answer. It's the fans of other teams in the chat. Boy, they are in their feelings. Stop, Kenny. Packers were the better team on Saturday. Hey, yo. Y'all take the L. Ramsey, your 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 seven teams didn't even make the playoffs. Drew down, you know you can't. Drew down, you know you can't say nothing, man. You a Cowboys fan. Hey man, all of y'all, y'all keep your drafts. Keep them tweets in your drafts. Oh, I know you ready. had them loaded, but they're gonna have to stay in your drafts for another week. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. We in here, man. I'm going oh, I'm, I'm to just say this real quick. Real quick, I'm going to just say this. Get your stuff off. It's your show. I got much love and respect for what's going on in Detroit with the Lions. Dan Campbell. Shout out Dan Campbell. Shout out Jalen Rose. You know, he was really off on the basketball situation. He is one of the reasons why I love uh, the University of Michigan, Fab Five. I got love for Jalen Rose still. Shout out Coach Chris. Coach Chris. Shout out Will. Yeah, uh, Will, our brother Will. Yeah, yeah, yeah shout, shout out, shout out, Will for sure. Yep. But gonna have to do you like Nino did. Uh, G Money. I I hate to have. Mm. I love you. Mm. And then we all know the rest. Give him no Shawn Michaels treatment. Oh, Shawn maybe, Michaels. Maybe and Rick instead Claire. of putting a bullet in him, maybe just yeah. give him a super kick. <laughs> How about that? Hit him with a, I'm sorry, I love you. <laughs> it's just, we got. I mean, it's just how it's got to be done. It's how it's got to be done. Okay. I'm sorry. It's fine. Sorry, I got love for yeah. y'all. But yeah. this is what has got to be done. What a weekend it was. Uh, phenomenal football games all around. It ended last night with a game that more than lived up to the hype. And what a performance from the San Francisco 49ers and the Green Bay Packers on, on, on Saturday. An odd game. Uh, rain all day long. Man, there's there's so much I want to talk about. I really don't know where to start. We tried to lay the show out, but like we're here, and sometimes you kind of lay the show out, and you just get a feel for what's going on, and you, you throw that stuff away. I watch from just the neutral. I'm I want your I want your team to win because I want you to be happy, and your happiness really helps me. <laughs> but. I watch, you know how I watch these games, you know, for 18 weeks. It's I got the 49ers on the screen. I got the, I got I got the I got the, you know, the 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 Sunday ticket, you know, broadcast with I I got a Red Zone channel and I got the the 49ers on a different screen and then I'm I'm watching whatever. I keep the audio on the 49ers game. That's that's my audio until halftime, and then I just move the audio over to Red Zone and I pay attention to that for 15 minutes. 
I don't know how. So so that was my first experience all year. I'm not into halftime shows. I'm not into pregame shows. I've left that stuff behind. Like I just I just do not enjoy that stuff anymore. Uh, and part of that is because of the Red Zone channel. So this was the first time I listened to that Fox broadcast in a really, really long time. The Fox studio broadcast. So I don't know if this was normal. The assessment at halftime of Brock Purdy was bordering. It was so overdramatic, <laughs> particularly from Howie Long, that I'm sitting there watching this broadcast, and I was as locked into the game as anyone else. Yeah. I have to listen to Howie Long. I had convinced myself. I fell asleep for a few minutes. <laughs> Howie would like. I grabbed. I immediately grabbed the computer. Pulled up the game stats. And look, there's no, there's no, I'm not, I'm not trying to cap that Brock Purdy was phenomenal on Saturday. But the way they have framed it, even mid-game on Saturday, the way that they're framing it today, dude threw three interceptions, uh, got sacked 47 times, uh just, you know, didn't convert in the red zone. Just all sites, like yeah. Howie Long, he's gotta settle down. The, 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 the Green Bay Packers are going to go on into the NFC Championship. Brock Purdy's got to settle down. They go to Jimmy. They go back to, I think it was Strahan, and then they come back to Howie Long. He has just got to settle down. He's making too many mistakes. He's costing this team his, He's costing his team the game. <laughs> they and were winning. There, was, there is one quarterback that I can remember that I have heard so overly criticized that I can relate to, and this 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 could be very interesting in two weeks, is Lamar Jackson. Mm. No matter how good Lamar is, to this day, dude is about to win his second MVP, mm-hmm. and he's still discredited to this day. I feel like Brock Purdy, for whatever reason, and we've tried to outline them in the past, is so overly analyzed and criticized. for the. Look, I've been doing this a long time. I, when did we start keeping track of near interceptions? <laughs> because all of a sudden Brock Purdy's leading the league in near interceptions. Like when is when is when when did this happen? The the, the stuff because y'all didn't bring up the George Kittle dropping a, a a first down catch. Y'all y'all don't bring that up. No, 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 no. But you're quick to bring up. Oh, this first pick of the game. He's through first pass of the game should have been intercepted. I, I got you. I understand the point you're trying to make. Yeah. It wasn't. The game's over. The 49ers have won, and you're still talking about his near interceptions. It Brock Purdy has emerged as one of the most fascinating quarterbacks to hear other people talk about. Mm. We go back to Amy Trask. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Amy Trask post game tweet. I need but to see what she said. She just said, "Hey, you played it, Brock Purdy. You played a hell of a game. If your team goes to the Super Bowl, and I think they will." Uh, I'm taking you to uh, ice cream in Vegas. That's that's her gimmick. She loves ice cream. But it was kind of a it, – it, it was an Amy Trask version of, my bad. You did that, especially in the fourth quarter. Um, I just find it fascinating. It's, it's, it's absolutely incredible the way that man is covered. It's bizarre to see. To He's me. done nothing but win with the San Francisco 49ers. Absolutely nothing but win, and they keep trying to find reasons why it's not him – that this team is winning. That's that's what they do every time. I don't know if you saw what was going on with me last night on Twitter, but people I just saw people, the post game interview. People, well, you know, I had to. We had to talk. Baby in hand. That one. Yeah, we, yep. we have to talk after that one. Yep. But you know, I, and we'll talk about it more in the show. But I made a uh, uh, tweet about Brock Purdy being 
even or better than Josh Allen. Oh, you would have thought I said you would have thought I said Josh Allen was one the worst player in football, and you would have thought I compared uh, Josh Allen to Johnny Manziel. Like I did, first of all, I start off by saying Josh Allen's a, a good quarterback, mm-hmm. and second of all, they people talk about Brock Purdy like like he's not nice. When I say he's even, or in some cases better, Brock Purdy's a top five quarterback in this league. Top seven at worst. Mm. Yes, he's he's even. He's on the same plane mm-hmm. with Josh Allen. Josh Allen is not, to me, Mahomes, Lamar yep. Jackson. Yep. He ain't on that level. Nope. There's another three or four quarterbacks below those two where I have Allen and Purdy at. Mm-hmm. That ain't a knock on nobody. But let, let me say, Purdy, if I, if I would have said Tua, if I would have said Dak, there probably would be no argument. But I say Purdy, and you act like I just – I'm just throwing anything up against the wall. Number one, do you see the people talking about, oh, you're only talking about stats because I threw out a, a number. You're only talking about stats. <laughs> now, dude, look, look, when, when, when the numbers fit my argument, now I'm just, I'm just talking about stats. Yeah, now I'm just talking about line. stats because I talked about um, – I talked about the the two games, right? And I didn't think Brock played like well. I thought it was a. He didn't. I thought it was like average at best. Um, we'll get into Kyle Shanahan. I don't think Kyle Shanahan helped him in that situation. But I thought Brock was average at best. Everybody said he stunk. Everybody said he was terrible. And I was like, okay, well, if we're talking about that, Brock Purdy has something like two hundred and sixty-six all-purpose yards. Josh Allen last night had like 252. But people talking like Josh Allen balled out yesterday. He was he was he was average. He was cool. First half, he did a great job leading his team, all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. He scored seven points in the second half. Mm-hmm. No points in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. So you want to talk about that? Let's talk about that stat. Tell somebody tell me that stat doesn't matter. So I with Brock Purdy is is bizarre, bro. It's bizarre. It I don't. Is. I don't get it. What's funny? I don't understand why people have a hard time saying, "Yeah, he's a good quarterback." You know what's funny? They'll tell you he's a bad quarterback, or he's not good, or he's not on the level of these other guys. Game manager, all this Fine. other stuff, teammates, Fine. all that other stuff. They'll, but but at the but in the same in the same breath, they'll tell you that he played bad yesterday, or that he was terrible on Saturday. Excuse me, <laughs> he was terrible on Saturday. So that means you're comparing what he did Saturday to what he did. During the regular season, <laughs> the line that is undeniable, he was uncharacteristically inaccurate. Mm-hmm. You spent the entire season talking about how those accuracy of his passes don't matter. Mm. Mm. And on top of that, don't nobody want to talk about stats. We won't talk about stats. We talk about watch the game, all this other stuff. I watched the game. I saw three, maybe even four if you want to push it with the Conley pass, three dimes. Mm. dimes Mm -hmm. the touchdown to Kittle was a dime Mm -hmm. the third and 10 over the outstretched arms of a Packer defender where only Jawan Jennings can get it was a dime yep the the play on third down to Brandon Ayuk where there was no place to throw it and he put it the only place you could put it was a dime don't talk to me about stats let's talk about what we watching Mm -hmm. we'll come back we're just getting started we've got four hours of this I'm, I'm, I'm here today. I actually get the feeling we have seven hours of this. <laughs> Steelo and KC brought to you by Sky River Casino here on Sacramento Sports Leader. 
ESPN 1320. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey. Big shout out to whoever in the studio. We'll switcheroo because... Well. Got arms over here on my side. We'll work on Casey I'm later. Still, I, I, I'm still I just, just out here. I just Look need the record to show I'm as comfortable as I've been <laughs> since I've been at the house. I just need the record to show I it wasn't me. We don't know who it was, but someone is on 1320's team, I guess. Hey, shout out to whoever it is. There was an individual who once said to me, you just switched the chairs from the sales pit. Mm. And I, 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 I don't know, but... Uh, we in here, and I can't have my partner over there armless. But they, so. they talking about those? I, I don't know. I don't like know that? where this came from. Because I didn't think I, those go all the way up. I like didn't that. think they did either, but I don't know where they came from. It looks the same, but those desks sit up. Like, they, those desks move up, so they might go up a little bit. Um, I mean, or, you know, company could buy some chairs. Well, that's – well, I would ask Kimberly, but Kimberly, I guess, took the day off. Wow. Jesse just talked to us for the first time 30 seconds ago. I, you know, now he's a radio show host. He's, yeah. he's got his I couldn't even get a word in. Well, Kenny was yelling at everyone for well, 13 minutes. Well, as, as he should, as he should, because people out here talking crazy. <laughs> I have a theory. and you, 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 It, it, it kind of goes along with what we've talked about before as it pertains to Brock Purdy. Because the conversation isn't about the San Francisco 49ers. It's not about what Christian McCaffrey did yesterday. Mm -hmm. It's not about that fourth quarter drive. It's not about even being critical of Kyle Shanahan. Mm -hmm. It is about Brock Purdy, how he wasn't good, how he doesn't compare to the remaining quarterbacks, 
And just a quick look at, at, at tweets and clips from radio shows today. Apparently, Detroit's going to feast on them <laughs> on, on, on Sunday. But I have a theory, and it falls along the lines of what we talked about before. And whether it's the Ramseys or the Dr. Davids or, 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 or the fans of other teams in the chat, or it's Ryan Clark, who we'll hear from shortly. And it's the exact opposite of how you and I feel. Some of y'all are so goddamn enamored with the draft mm. that if a player, if you don't spend a month hearing about a player who's be ta- being taken first overall or you don't hear about the four or five quarterbacks that are being taken in the first round and you can study them meticulously in the Justin Fields and the Mac Joneses and the Trey Lances and all of those different guys, you kind of just start to tune them out. You start to get guys in, in the third round. Maybe, maybe, maybe you have a guy in the third round who who starts to win a little bit. You backtrack and see what you could find on draft day, what you saw in college, maybe how they were. You got the Dak Prescotts, the Russell Wilsons, those type of guys. But when you start to get down to the final pick in the draft, that's just dude that's being cut. Like, is it going to be Brock Purdy or is it going to be Brandon Allen? That's stuff you're not paying attention to. But when it's time to pay attention to it, You literally can't believe it. So much so that you have convinced yourself what you see with your eyes isn't actually happening. And when you pull up the numbers, and we did it, we did it. Unplanned, unscripted on this show. Brock, Dak, uh, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar, pulled up all of the, Tua Tonga-Vailoa. It was a it, 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 it was a Royal Rumble for the MVP at one point, very, very, very late in the season, prior to Christmas Day. Hey man, they're all kind of the same. They're all along. You 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 factor in Lamar's rushing game. It's a it's a it's a different conversation. Mm-hmm. You start looking out. Oh, Patrick Mahomes, eh, kind of the same. Tua's got more yards, but he's got less wins. Brock Purdy, yeah, Brock Purdy's right in line with all of those. No one no one cared. It's like everybody heard me and you fight about Eminem and hip hop and top five rappers. No one heard that conversation no, though. They don't. They don't ever hear I've been stopped five times about that hip hop conversation. <laughs> Ain't nobody ever stopped me and said, "Damn man, y'all was right about Brock Purdy." Mm. Mm. Brock Purdy isn't in the MVP conversation solely because he got his ass kicked on Christmas. That's the lone reason why mm-hmm. that game closer. Could be different. Still think it's Lamar's, especially since they went out and beat the Dolphins the next week. Mm-hmm. Still Lamar's, but it's not a. It's there's there's no conversation. There's no drama. They're essentially announcing him as a two-time MVP at this point. They're promoting the AFC Championship game as a two-time MVP versus a two soon-to-be two-time MVP. Mm-hmm. But the door was shut because of Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. That's it. Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. The man lost three games in a row without Trent Williams. Lost three games in a row. By the end of the season, he was back in the MVP conversation up until that game against Baltimore. Mm-hmm. And y'all still don't believe what you what you see. Aldrin J, y'all salty as hell. It's okay to admit the 49ers got lucky as hell. Who didn't? What? Who didn't? Oh, you meant getting Brock Purdy, right? I think he's talking about the game. That'd be crazy. That would be talking crazy. About the game. Like we, but, you, could, did, you guys could do whatever you want. I'm going to let y'all say whatever you want to say, but that's – that's ridiculous. I guess I guess the Chiefs got lucky too. Wide right, <laughs> right, wide right, yeah. struck again. 
on and away field. But I guess I guess nobody I here. guess sports is just luck. Yeah, I guess that's, that's all, all it is. It, it's unless, just luck. Unless the team that you think is going to win or should oh, win. Oh, didn't it the best? They, yeah, then no, they they're gutsy. Yeah. They're, they're gutsy. They find ways to win pa- all this other stuff. Packers got yes. lucky beat Packers got lucky beating the, the the Cowboys by 50. Just just <laughs> dumb luck. Just dumb luck dumb. that the Cowboys fail in the playoffs every year. <laughs> yeah, that that's crazy. Ain't nobody get lucky on Saturday. Ain't nobody get lucky on Saturday. They made plays. Guess Detroit got lucky. Baker threw them the ball a couple times. Yeah. The, were the were the Browns lucky when they beat the 49ers? When well, nobody's saying that, right? Mm. Were, yeah. were the Ravens lucky when they beat the 49ers? No, and nobody's saying that. But the second this happens, and I think Aldrin Jay's a Niner fan. So I I get what it's he It's luck. fine, but he's he dead wrong. It's the you game. You can be a Niner fan and be dead wrong. It's the game. It's how it goes. It's the game. I didn't I was really quiet last week about this game. I I'm I'm about I'm about to man, I'm 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 about to go uh Brian Winhurst on the Kings right here. I feel like the playoffs are different. Mm. I really do. And I don't think we pushed the weather component enough and I do there's a lot of things that happen Saturday that I don't think are going to happen next week Mm. namely you can call it rush you could call it whatever you want to Mm. I do think not playing meaningful football for three weeks did play a factor in what we saw yesterday Mm. doesn't explain everything but I do think that was a component and 49ers did enough to win. They put themselves in a position late to win, mm-hmm. and they did it. I think Sunday's game against Detroit is going to be completely different than what we just saw. I, I think so, too. And I've said a number of different times that people talk about, oh, you know, they they didn't look good and all this other stuff. Man, what happened, what happened on Saturday ain't got nothing to do with what's going to happen on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Absolutely nothing to do. And when you talk about looking at that game in, against Green Bay, um, I thought they'd cover. I would have lost money if I bet on it. There's it, a hell of a lot closer than I thought it would be or, or should be. But one thing that I overlooked, and that was a, a mistake by me, is number one, like you said, the playoffs. It's different. Mm-hmm. It's the playoffs, man. It's the playoffs. Sometimes you're going to get some beatdowns for sure, but sometimes you're going to get some teams that just rise up and you're playing a, a, a tight game with a good team. Like Hell, even the, the Ravens-Texans was close yeah. late and – then it wasn't. Yeah, the Ravens it, it, ran away yeah, in that it, in that third quarter. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's that. The other thing about it is Matt LaFleur, he, I thought he coached his ass off on, on Saturday night. I thought he Matt had a LaFleur hell of a, a game coach. plan. Yeah. Uh, I thought he had his team ready to go, and they executed the game plan. And one thing about Matt LaFleur, we talk about Sean McVay and how the Niners didn't want to play the Rams because of Sean McVay and the division opponent. You know, he knows Shanahan and all this other stuff. Matt LaFleur knows him like a division opponent. He he yeah. knows everything about what Kyle Shanahan likes to do, his, his, his strategy, his philosophy. He's seen him now, I don't know, I think this was the sixth time they played. It's like Matt LaFleur only been a coach for like four years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> seen him for the sixth time in like four years. And he knows his tendency. The same arguments we had with Sean McVay and why we thought that might be a tough game if the Niners ever came to that should have been applied to Matt LaFleur mm-hmm. because he knew Shanahan like the back of his hand and vice versa. And he was hungry for a win. Shanahan had embarrassed him to a certain degree with a blowout and with a loss in Green Bay the last two playoffs. 
And he wanted he wanted his get back. Mm-hmm. He wanted he had his boys ready. And I overlooked that for sure going into this game. And if bear bear bared out on Saturday, those boys are ready to play. Yeah. So I think that's that's another thing that I know I looked overlooked going into that game with the Packers. Packers played a Packers played a really good game. They played a poised game for the most part. The Packers have been playing really good football. And that was another, you know, another thing. That's that's kind of why that's that's not kind of. That's why I felt the way I did about Buffalo. Buffalo had been playing really good football going into that game. Green Bay had been playing really good football going into that game. And I thought, ah, you know, I, I didn't think the Packers were gonna win. I thought Buffalo was. I didn't think the Packers were gonna win. Brock Purdy was six of seven, forty seven yards, uh, two carries for eleven yards uh, on that last drive. Um also, can we point out Drake Greenlaw's interception was hilarious <laughs> because it went the way that it went. It's one of the most ridiculous plays of all time. But man, just the amount of people not invested in that game, announcers, me, bro, what are you doing? Get down, bro, just fall. You I, already won. Just I, fall. I would have. I would have definitely. Uh, I'd have no problem with him going for a pick six. Um, but once the second the, you realize you yeah, can't. Well, yeah. Once the 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 hoodie got out of the way, and mm-hmm. I saw he wasn't down, and he kept <laughs> kept running because who knew what happened? A hoodie well, came into play on the camera. Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh, okay. He must have slid down, and then they moved the hoodie. He's still running. Then I was like, yo, it's enough. You're not making a pick six. Yeah. Get down, Dre. Get down. But yeah, nah. play. My, the only thing that would have been better is if, um, like Fred Warner tackled him. <laughs> Bro, I swear to God, get get, get your ass down. Uh, but an all timer uh, for sure. Uh, there was so much in this game, bro. There, there Bro, where was, you want to start? So much. Where you want to well, start? Well, do you have anything more to say about Brock and and how? No, I'm good. Well, well, do you, Ryan Clark. Do you want to hear Ryan Clark? Yeah, 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 let me hear. Okay. I didn't hear Ryan Clark. I don't so know this is this is the the, the the hey they shout out to Awful Announcing. That's one of my favorite accounts and, and, and websites. They they they're they're uh, the words that they used to that's accompany nice, this video. That's a nice ensemble by Ryan Clark. That's a that's a phenomenal suit. But I think that's where your praise of him is going to end. <laughs> Stay with me. I'm about to um, make a confession. Mm. You know, someone the is about hardest thing. The, someone's about to when they start looking down and touching <laughs> their nose, like y'all can't see that. Like when when they start doing that, oh yeah, you know, you know, you know, it's about to go down. The single hardest thing I had to do this year was act like Brock Purdy deserved to be in the conversations with the other people we're mentioning in that tweet mm. because he was playing extremely well and operating in that offense and distributing the ball to Kittle and Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk, we had to continue to include him in conversations with the Lamar Jacksons. We had to continue to include him in conversations with the Josh Allen. Those things are not alike. Brock Purdy is a fine player. Brock Purdy can operate in Kyle Shanahan's offense at an extremely efficient level. Brock Purdy doesn't raise the level of play of anyone around him. And so when you talk about Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, the people around them benefit from having those sorts of players at the quarterback position. Brock Purdy benefits from having the sort of players he has at the skill positions around him. 
And so when we look at that game against the Green Bay Packers, even with Jordan Love throwing an inopportune, inexplicable interception to end the game, I was sitting there watching them going, man, the world should be, the NFL world should be excited that Jordan Love doesn't play for the San Francisco 49ers. And we are starting, at least in my opinion, to get into the realm the San Francisco 49ers used to be with Jimmy Garoppolo, where it was, yeah, with Kyle Shanahan calling plays, we could be really good. With the players around him, we could be really good. But can our quarterback take us to the next level? And now that it's getting down to the critical football moments, to the moments that turn good players into legends, that turn good teams into teams we never forget, you're starting to see. You don't take Brock Purdy over Jared Goff right now. And you for sure don't take Brock Purdy over the two dudes on the other side in the AFC. So if you're the single 49ers, you're thinking to yourself right now, this team that we were starting to run through our quarterback better run through Uncle Shannon's nephew, Christian McCaffrey. Because if it doesn't, they're going to find themselves at home again without a ring. <laughs> wow. Hey, hey, first of all, Ryan Clark, he's, he's forgotten more football than I know. He played in the league, so I respect that all the time. But Ryan Clark is also somebody that just – he's a football guy that's, that's got it twisted. He's got it twisted. There's so, there's so many things there. There's so many things there. Let me start with something that – I will I will give um, Dan Dibley, my guy Dan Dibley at ninety five seven the game, all the credit in the world for this for this question that he asked on a Friday or whatever. I'll ask that to anybody in the chat who ever ever brings up Purdy's teammates. I need you to say with your chest, and I would ask Ryan Clark this right now. Because I need you to say it out loud. Because when you say it out loud, you're going to realize how dumb you sound. Dan Dibley asked Amy Trask when she was on there. She said, so is it a demerit at, for Brock Purdy that he has good teammates? And when that question was asked, she was like, oh, no. No, it's, it's, it's not a demerit. It's not a knock at all. Actually, it is. Because that's what you talk about every single time you try to knock Brock Purdy. That's what she said on the podcast. She talked about the system. She basically, Ryan Clark said with more words what Amy Trask said that's the, it. last week. And when presented the question, he said, okay, so is having good, I think the word he used was a demerit. He said, is it a demerit to have good teammates? Oh, no. Of course you're going to say that, Amy. Ryan would probably say the same thing, and anybody in this chat would say the same thing, because you sound stupid if you say anything else out loud. It's as simple as that. Say, tell me it's a bad thing to have good teammates. Tell, I want somebody to say, I will, I, will penalize, I will penalize any quarterback that plays with good teammates. And when you say it out loud to yourself, you realize how dumb you sound. So that's what I would ask Ryan on that one. That's that. You you can you can talk about that aspect or anything else like that because there's a couple other things. No, go ahead. Get there as well. Go ahead. Uh, well, well, Ryan Clark talks about <laughs> talks about Kyle Shanahan's system mm-hmm. and and all this other stuff and and Patrick Mahomes and they elevate 
the players around them and all this other stuff? Maybe so. Maybe so. I would say that about Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. I would. I believe that about Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. But if we're being real, Patrick Mahomes is playing with a Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. When people are telling me he's the best tight end to ever play the game, he's out there. Mm-hmm. Did 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 uh, Kelsey play Week One? I can't remember. No, Chris Kelsey Jones was out. Not Kelsey didn't play Week One. No, he was. I don't remember. They were both out, I believe him and yeah, Jones. Yeah, Chris Jones okay. was definitely gotcha. out. Travis Kelsey. So what was the story after week one when they lost? Uh they 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 needed Travis Kelsey. Their offense wasn't wasn't hitting like it used to. He didn't have nobody that could catch the ball. All this other he stuff. He also had one of the most freakish playmakers in history. Hey, I would now know, in South Florida. There too. Yeah. Getting there too. Mm-hmm. So why wasn't Patrick Mahomes able to elevate his game without Travis Kelsey? Does that mean he's no good? Does that mean – oh, and that's the other thing about Patrick Mahomes. Hmm. Where is where is his coach going to be five years after he retires? Oh, very much the Hall of Fame. So is it Andy Reid's system that's making Patrick Mahomes who he is? Nobody in their right mind would say that. But – and and when you talk about playoffs and looking bad, Patrick Mahomes has looked bad. Patrick Mahomes, mm. Patrick Mahomes has given up a three touchdown lead in the playoffs at home. He's done that. So when you talk about one playoff game and not looking good and all this other stuff, let's bring that up. He had Tyreek Hill. He had Travis Kelsey in those games. Since we're talking about a game, since we're talking about one game. So all this other stuff that that gets talked about, the thing that I love about Brock Purdy, the thing I love about this San Francisco 49ers team is they don't get wrapped up in none of this. I, I Brock, he's a competitor. He wants to be as good as he can at 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 his sport, at his craft. So yeah, if you're that type of competitor and you're competitive like that, yeah, you want to prove naysayers wrong. Mm-hmm. or do your part or whatever. But at the end of the day, it's all about winning, man. It's Let all about a winning. naysayer no. <laughs> it's all about winning, man. That's what it's all about. And 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 they can say Purdy's this and that, and they'll be going home if he do that and this and that, whatever the case may be. Well, guess what? Somebody going home in the AFC, I think it's going to be Mahomes. Does that mean Mahomes ain't no good? Does that mean he he's a system guy because the system didn't work on Saturday or Lamar ain't no good or whatever the case may be? You talk about elevating people and all this other stuff. Josh Allen ain't elevate nobody because they didn't win. If you want to make that argument. Mm-hmm. I'm not making that argument. I think Josh Allen is a great quarterback. I think he's a really good quarterback. I take that back. I think he's a really good quarterback. I'm about to um, make a confession. No, no, we, we heard you, Ryan. That's yeah. my bad. I, I think he's a really good quarterback. Mm-hmm. But – what is he elevating? They ain't won. They've lost. Is this what's this? The second game they've lost well, in 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 their stadium in the playoffs in the divisional round. Yeah, I don't think he's ever beat Mahomes either. He ain't never beat Mahomes. Not in the, not in the playoffs. Had so what is he men, really elevating? Had grown men crying. <laughs> that was like ridiculous. real. Like not not like a you know tear. Like <laughs> that was ridiculous. Like sobbing. <laughs> that was an incredible shot by that camera crew. That man <laughs> was sobbing on national television <laughs> because the team he cheers for lost. That's how the Bills. That's that's 
That's how the Bills did their fan base yesterday. That was crazy. Oh, there's, oh. there's this mis- misconception, too. Hey, that, welcome to the show. I'm, I'm, hold on, Jesse. I'm sorry because I haven't let hey, you Kenny talk. won't stop talking. I haven't, I haven't let Jesse talk. But I got, I got to address this right now because this is, this, is, this is probably the dumbest take that I continue to hear. This is the dumbest take I continue to hear. Edgar Fernandez, put Purdy on the Chiefs. They make an AFC championship game. Put Mahomes on the 49ers. They're unstoppable. Put Mahomes on the goddamn Panthers. What's going to happen there? They making an NFC championship be, game? They ain't going to be at home. They'll be a little bit. Like, y'all got to stop this. Yeah. Y'all got to stop. Oh, he playing with this and that. Mahomes elevate. Brian Clark. Ryan Clark. Put Mahomes on the Panthers. Put him on the Panthers. See where they go. Yeah, they're not going to the NFC championship. Put them on the worst team in football. See, put them on the, on the, uh, on the, who's getting the number one? Well, the Panthers are supposed to get it. But who's the number two? Put them on the Commanders. Put them, put them on, on the Patriots. They going to the AFC championship game? Stop. Stop. Y'all sound stupid. Y'all nitpick when you say that. I'm asking you straight up. Edgar, tell me straight up. Put them on the Panthers. They go into the NFC Championship game, and then I'll say you're stupid, but at least you keep the courage of your convictions. Jesse? <clears throat> no, but Another al- thing, though, bro. No, I'm <laughs> No, there's also the thing, too. If, you're, if your quarterback isn't as good, good as, like, Mahomes, like, those guys where they're just out of this world, like, people assume, like, you don't have a quarterback. We hold them too high, like too high, to too high of a standard. I think as far as like, if you're not as good as Mahomes or those guys, then don't pay them or whatever, and look for another one. In reality, there's different tiers to this. Hundred percent. Yeah, but Brock Purdy's on that tier. I think that's the whole point. Exactly. He don't want Brock to put Purdy him on is the on tier. that tier. Like I think. Don't want to put him on. I, the tier. He's now, not. He's clear, not Mahomes. Pat, Lamar. No, Patrick. Patrick Mahomes. Lamar's not Patrick Mahomes. Patrick mm-hmm. Mahomes is one of one. Lamar is one of one. Mm-hmm. Those two guys aren't the same. If we're if we're if we're, if we're really if we're really talking about quarterbacks in the NFL, there is a Patrick Mahomes, then there's a Lamar Jackson. No one touches either one of those guys because of how uniquely different they are and how great Patrick Mahomes is. You can figure everything else out from there. But the line that Brock per- that Jared Goff is better than Brock Purdy to me is incredible. <laughs> See, you, I I like Ryan Clark's argument. I feel like was wrong. But it was fine. Mm-hmm. You're having a conversation. You're making an argument. We in, in sports, we call them takes. He's firing off a take. But when you say something that comes across so disingenuous, like Jared Goff right now is better than Brock Purdy, the Lions might beat the 49ers. Mm-hmm. But it's not going to be because Jared Goff is so much better than Brock Purdy. And what, Jared Goff almost lost this weekend. And, and, the hell are you talking yeah, about? Yeah. And, and like he was cooking. He, they got the win, and we respect Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Purdy gets the win. We don't respect that. The other thing about, like I said, I need anybody to do Let's not get selective with talent. Let's not get selective with rosters. I need all of y'all. With your chest. I'd ask Ryan Clark this too. Put Mahomes, put Josh Allen on the sorriest teams in football and tell me that they would get to the conference championship game. Let's not be selective with when talent matters. Y'all don't want to get y'all want to get selective with when stats matter. Let's not get selective when when talented players on the roster matter. We'll come back. Uh, we're obviously far from done. Weigh in, talk, y'all, 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 uh, uh, chatting, talk about it. Nine one six nine zero nine thirteen twenty. We will get to the Kings uh, who take on the Atlanta 
Hawks tonight, or a version of the Atlanta Hawks. I guess they take on DeJounte Murray, and that's never good news well, uh, for Sacramento. Time about that. I don't know. We may, we may or may not see DeJounte. There were some things I saw last night that was crazy. Oh, my. Well, there are some things Kings fans saw all over the weekend that they think is crazy. We'll talk about it. Steeling with KC brought to you by Sky River Casino, where we'll be February 2nd, 32 Bruce Street, live show, watch party, come through, hang out yeah. with us. We'll talk more about that here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. This whole, this whole like talent as a demerit, this talented teammates thing as a demerit is is certainly fascinating. I looked up at the screen and they're hyping up, rightfully so, Embiid, uh, 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 Joel Embiid versus Victor Wembanyama, and it just dawned on me like Victor Wembanyama is clearly trash because he doesn't elevate the San Antonio Spurs to be better. And like, oh, that doesn't get. Don't tell me that doesn't count. Y'all, you, 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 it all, it all hinders. It, it, it's supposed to center on one player. Mm. I, I have a, I have, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to like make sense of all of this. And Ryan said something. Ryan Clark uh, said something that made me wonder: Is what Kyle Shanahan did with Jimmy Garoppolo hurting? Probably so. He made Jimmy Garoppolo look like a perfectly suitable middle-of-the-pack quarterback, mm-hmm. right? We, anytime we talked quarterbacks, 15, 16, 17, he was somewhere in that range. He leaves Kyle Shanahan. Mm-hmm. His, his career is probably not over, but his time as a starting quarterback might be over. Mm-hmm. As like a one to camp and be the starting quarterback, that might be over. 
I think so. And I wonder if people look at Brock Purdy and go, he's just doing what, what – because he's the last pick in the draft, I didn't research this kid. I wasn't thinking about this kid. If if he was really good, would 31 teams have passed on him five times? He can't be that good. It's impossible. It's impossible. It's impossible. But yet here they are. And and you know you know what I you know what I love about that because I was talking to my man uh, Vonnie. Shout out Von Sean and Von. I was talking to him through through Twitter, and, and there was another discussion because when I got into Brock versus Josh Allen, a lot of people want to bring up, oh, um, any GM in the league ask the 49ers right now if they would trade Josh Allen for Brock Purdy. And I told him I said they probably would. And every GM in the league, since they passed on Brock Purdy seven or eight times, would probably put Josh Allen over Brock Purdy. No doubt about it. GMs get fired every day, B. Mm-hmm. <laughs> GMs get fired all the time mm-hmm. for making wrong decisions. I'm not saying that Thank would. Thank God we've never not. dealt with that in Sacramento. Thank God. Well, you know, he's back. But um, well, Still yeah, can't believe Detroit they, drafted Marvin Bagley second yeah, overall. And, uh, I mean, it's crazy. luckily, luckily. We like you said, we haven't had to deal with nothing like that. No, not Detroit, either. on the other hand, the Pistons, they got to figure that out. They you know, they can't keep out. doing that. Can't, can't can't keep making those mistakes, guys. But but GMs get fired every day, <laughs> every day, for making decisions that go horribly wrong. So so sitting up here saying GMs would pick them. Number one, yes, they passed on them eight times. Each team in the league passed on them seven or eight times already. So yes, they probably would. That don't mean nothing. That don't mean nothing. Yeah, the, the Jets would choose Josh Allen over Brock Purdy. They also chose Zach Wilson. Like, do they know what the hell they talking about? Mm. Oh, well, f- poll, do a poll on your show. The, fa- the fans are wrong all the time. <laughs> what is that? That ain't telling me nothing. Mm. It's not telling me anything. Kyle Shanahan is wrong from time to time. He took Trey Lance. That didn't work out. He moved on from him. So that's not telling me anything, man. You remember what the off-season storyline was for the Baltimore Ravens last year? <laughs> when you talk about Jim, they, yeah, hell, get talk about it. When you talk about GMs who are so damn smart, mm-hmm. talk about what the storyline was. Get this man some wide receivers. Get this man, get Lamar Jackson talent. Nobody went into yesterday's game or, or or Saturday's game going, man, they really took the shortcut with this offseason they had getting Lamar Jackson wide receivers. <laughs> hey, that's a great call. I thought you were going somewhere else with GMs because all these GMs that would take Josh Allen over Brock Purdy said, no, we don't want Lamar Jackson. Mm, remember that? All of them. Atlanta came Falcons. out. Yep. We don't want them. Yep. No, we don't want Lamar Jackson, the MVP. But you want to tell me all GMs would take Josh Allen over Brock Purdy. They don't know a damn thing half the time. They don't know a damn thing half the time. They guessing like everybody else. I always remember Atlanta. I always remember Atlanta. I need to some some other people need to be held accountable here. Atlanta's by far the stupidest. <laughs> The Commanders, <laughs> uh, <laughs> the Carolina Panthers, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Ooh. the Saints. 
and the New England Patriots. I don't think the Patriots said it publicly. I don't remember the Patriots saying it publicly. Mm. The Falcons definitely did. Mm -hmm. The Saints did, and so did the Commanders. Dr. Davis saying the Raiders said it too. Uh, those are GMs that would take Josh Allen over Brock Purdy. And once again, I'm not saying that's a right or wrong decision, but don't come to me talking about, oh, it's a it's it's clear in a way that Allen is better than Purdy because GMs would take uh, – GMs are wrong all the time. All the time. All the time. So that's not a good enough argument for me. That man said, you're going to pay me what I'm worth, Lamar. You're going to pay me what I'm worth. Baltimore said, go seek a trade. And these teams said, no, 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 no. Got back to the table with the Ravens, signed the deal that he signed, a massive deal, and goes out and wins the MVP. This dude, this dude about to win the, possibly about to win the Super Bowl. And the Ravens were like, mm. nah, we ain't going to pay you mm. initially. Nah, we ain't going to pay you. They about to love this dude. They already paid him and all this other but they about to love him because he could quite possibly bring them a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And – what was it, 18 months ago or something? he didn't even so? have to kill nobody to get to this point. Well, there's a whole other thing. Saw him all over the place on Saturday. Well, that's – that's <laughs> you talk about being selective. Mm. Y'all hoes got a problem with Taylor Swift on TV, but they put him on mm. and nobody's saying nothing? All right. And now they love him. Them same general managers. Not Ray, but uh, Lamar Jackson. Now they love him. Mm-hmm. They was yeah. just about to let him go. They was just about to say, See, yo, the go funny find thing somebody is, else to take your contract because we don't want you. The funny thing is, still, to this point, right now, what was it, three weeks ago? Somebody was talking about, yeah, Lamar's just not, he, he's 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 a football player. They're using that line with the Mar- Lamar Jackson. Oh, the, the lady who said quarterbacky? Yeah, quarterbacky, yeah. He's not a football player. Yeah. He, or he's not a quarterback. He's a football player. That's a line that they've tried to, you know, regurgitate for athlete. years now. Athlete. Yeah, recruited as an athlete. <laughs> so how many games did the Ravens lose this year? Three? So yeah, it's three or four, something like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. So I I'm not I'm not hearing I'm not hearing that uh as the reason why Josh Allen is is better. Even Trista was talking to me yesterday talking about Josh Allen is so far and away better than Brock Purdy. <laughs> Just like like, it, it it's not again. This is the this is the hip hop conversation again. It doesn't mean Josh Allen is fifteenth. No, it means he's if Brock Purdy is five, Josh Allen is six or seven or or whatever like numbers well, you want to use. Or we could go to the first one because I didn't even say definitively that Brock Purdy is better. I said he about even with with Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. That was so insulting mm. to say. That Brock Purdy is on the same level as Josh Allen. But you, uh, uh, but I genuinely believe, and I don't mean this as a shot, people regurgitate what they hear, and they've been told Josh Allen is the Luka Doncic of the NFL. Mm. They have wanted Josh Allen to take the reins and be the guy for, like, what, three years, two years now? Mm-hmm. And he's not. If it's not Patrick Mahomes, it's Lamar Jackson. And I can't think of a single reason why that drives them crazy, but it sure seems to because they want Josh Allen to be him. And he's not. It, it, he's not as good as they say. Or at That's least he's not on. yet. He it, still right. can be. He's not right, yet. Right now he is not as good as they're making him out to be. 
He's a really good uh, quarterback. I'd have him top five, top six, top seven, whatever. You know how many interceptions he threw this year? Like, wasn't it like, was it 18? It was 18. You know how many Brock threw? 11, I think. You know how many touchdowns Josh Allen threw? 29. I did all this. I saw all this last night. Brock Purdy? 32? 31. You want to do Patrick Mahomes? Pause. How many interceptions did Patrick Mahomes have? 16. 14. Touchdowns? 27. I'm not going to make you I'm not going to make you guess anymore. 28. Wow. Uh Brock Purdy threw for more yards than Lamar Jackson. Josh Allen threw for 46 yards more than Josh Allen with one more game played. Josh Allen, no. So this is the crazy thing about this right too because I talked about this last night. And and everybody oh yeah, you know, it's just the, the, the system and all this other stuff. Do me a favor while you got them boys up in there in front mm-hmm. of you. One more game. How many more? Did you saw the passing yards. Give me Brock's passing yards, please. Uh, 4,280. Give me Josh Allen's, please. Uh, 4,306. So that's like what? That's less than 50 more passing uh, yards? I think, I think it's 46. Yeah. Look at the attempts for me, please. Uh, Look at the attempts Josh Allen had at throwing the football to Brock. Stand Brock. by. Uh, it's proven to be a little bit more difficult. Uh, uh, uh pass attempts. Brock Purdy, four hundred and forty-four pass attempts. Josh Allen, five hundred and seventy-nine. It's like a hundred and fifty more pass attempts to get about the same amount of yards in one more game. This is this is and actually less, and less TDs, more interceptions. 66.5% completion rate for Josh Allen. 69.4% completion rate for Brock Purdy. Then then they want to talk about Brock Purdy just checks down or whatever the case may be. Last night in the game that everybody saw me Josh Allen balled out in. He was cool. Like he was cool. He had some they had some drops, things of that nature, all that happened. But they talking about Brock Purdy is a check down Game manager, right? Number one, he led the league in air yards this year. We want to talk about the stats and all this other stuff. You know how many completions over five yards Josh Allen had last night? I don't. Two. Hmm. He had 26 completions. Only two of them were past five yards. But let, let Brock do that. Let Brock have that type of stat line. And you see what they call him, but now Josh, Josh balled out all this other stuff. And Josh is a good, he's a good quarterback. He's a good quarterback. <laughs> you I, know, I ain't got no <laughs> issue with him. He's a good quarterback. <laughs> but stop, stop the hey, cap. You know what's funnier? We're doing this all wrong. We're doing this just completely the wrong way. We're talking about now. Brock Purdy's a third-year quarterback. Well, well let's go to the th- he's second year. Or a, a second-year quarterback. Second year. You want to look at Josh Allen's first two years? Because <laughs> I was looking like, what did Brock do last year? Because we pretend like this is Brock Purdy. Like, he he took over the reins. He played a good deal of football last year mm-hmm. uh, for the San Francisco 49ers. He was good. No one bought it, but whatever. He was good. Last year, he played nine games. Started five of them. 5-0 and as a starter. 13 touchdowns, four interceptions, 1,374 yards. Mm. Didn't even know that man was going to be the man. Mm. Josh Allen, his rookie season, he started 11 games. 
He threw 10 touchdowns <laughs> and 12 interceptions. <laughs> he was 5-6 and six in the 11 games that he started. He threw for 2,074 yards. <laughs> so just a quick look here. He threw 700 more yards in six games. Y'all can do the math on that one. We just went over Brock Purdy's numbers for this year, his second year in the season, second year in the league, excuse me. Josh Allen, his second year in the league, 20 and nine, respectable. Touchdowns to interceptions, 20 to nine. For those who need a reminder, was it 31 to 11? Mm -hmm. 3,089 yards. So about 1,300 less Mm. than Brock Purdy. Completion percentage, give me a break, not even a conversation. (laughs) In his second year, Still threw for more pass attempts than Brock Purdy did this season. Mm. I've always been a big believer in that. When 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 you have an opportunity to accumulate these numbers and these stats and things of that nature, yeah, your stats should look better. We're they, not they, gonna they, do, they don't even look better, but they should. We're not going to do that exercise for Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's why he's on another we're, tier. We're just using Josh and, Allen. And this. I like what you said. He's on his own tier. Yeah, he's alone. Lamar's where he's at on yep. his own tier. Yeah. And then I think. Just because they're, they're completely different players. Completely to, to, different. Quarterbacks, completely different quarterbacks. And, and, and we got Michael in the chat. This is These are the type of people that. I just don't understand it. Like I think you said, they just they're just kind of like regurgitating the things that they heard. Well, Michael might be right. He, he says, could, are, "Are we having a serious conversation about Josh Allen and Brock Purdy being on the same QB tier?" This is an asinine conversation. Michael's probably right. Brock, we just gave you all the numbers. Brock is better. There's no measurement that shows he's not. Michael, you're right. This conversation is stupid. Brock Purdy's better than Josh Allen. You were right last I, night. Look, You're right today. Look, You've been right all year. Look, the the, the other thing about I'm this. Regret that. With, don't cut you know, that. Cut that. Hey, don't hey, do cut that. that. Cut that. The other thing Guess about he this. Ain't listening to with, us. He's big time. He, he, <laughs> he got to let Jesse he ain't gonna, talk. He, he, he ain't gonna care nothing about us all <laughs> the, week. The other thing about about this whole thing with with Josh Allen and, and Brock Purdy that just kind of kind of baffles me is to say that Brock Purdy isn't on the same tier. I don't know what metric you're using. I said last night, people get physical gifts, physical traits, confused with actual production. And if we want to go down the, the list of Brock Purdy versus Josh Allen, who's better at what, Josh Allen has a better arm. He's got a rocket. Did you see that pass to Stephon Diggs? I mean, oh that, thing, that thing was a, a cannon mm-hmm. right on point. That was a phenomenal pass. Brock Purdy can't throw that pass that deep. He can't do that. Josh Allen has a better arm. Josh Allen's a better. Well, and Stephon Diggs is a scrub, too. Oh, yes. So, like, Josh Allen really elevated Stephon Diggs. Bum, bum. Little bum-ass wide receivers <laughs> they got in Buffalo. Um, Josh the way, Allen. I'm, I could be wrong. Weren't they begging to get Josh Allen receivers? Oh, you know that. So, and, and they probably still are. So, I guess the problem is Brock had them, yeah. didn't have to beg for them. <laughs> okay, I got it. I'm, I'm, I'm putting the pieces together. I got you. <laughs> Josh Allen. Josh Allen is a better than 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 Brock Purdy, mm-hmm. one of the elite running weapons at the quarterback position Probably in this game Lamar. today. Yeah, yeah, he, he he's definitely that. But now you talk about the nuts and bolts, decision making, Brock Purdy. Jesse, you've known because you've seen a bunch of Josh Allen his entire career. His decision making gets spotty, very spotty. Accuracy, look. 
I somebody somebody can come in here and tell me that 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 Brock or excuse me that Josh Allen has better accuracy. Mm-hmm. I think you might want to call it even. Because at the very at best case scenario, call it even. Because how many times have I come in here this this year and talk about, yo, did you see that ball placement, that dime by Brock Purdy? Damn near every week. But multiple times. Analysts, and this goes back to the regurgitating thing. Analysts have always been so enamored with guys who could make that Stefan Diggs pass, mm-hmm. right? And but will will throw an interception trying to fit the ball into a tight window. The the John Jennings pass. What's the phenomenal pass? What's the what's the word they use? Often can you can you think of it? What's the u- word they use for a player that they love mm-hmm. who will do that? The risk taker? A gunslinger. Gunslinger. Oh, analysts love nothing more than a gunslinger because one of their favorites, the man who should be a convict in Green Bay, mm. made a career out of it. Mm-hmm. And then when Tony Romo started to throw the ball all over the place, guess what they called him? A gunslinger. Oh, he pays with such childish joy. He just runs around and he throws the ball and he could fit it into a tight window. Oh, but he's going to make some mistakes. Oh, it's okay to have bad decision making Mm -hmm. if you're a gunslinger. Mm -hmm. If you're not a gunslinger, you're just a bad quarterback. Mm. The the you're hundred percent correct. The 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 pass that Brock Purdy made to Jawan Jennings on that third and ten. We've seen that no less than, I'm just being conservative, 15 to 20 times this year from Brock Purdy. The pass he made to George Kittle, another 15 to 20 times this year. The pass he made to Brandon Ayuk, another 15. I mean, when you talk about those passes, those passes are so high level. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. You couldn't put them in better places. Ridiculous passes. Week in and wake out from Brock Purdy. And I, like I said, Josh Allen, I don't think he has those same type of of, of passes on a consistent basis. He's got the deep ball because he's, he's a great – he's a, a, a gunslinger and he, he's got a hell of an arm. You know what I mean? But at the same time, when we talk – you know what it reminds me of? And, and people are going to freak out when I hear this. The chat's going to go crazy when I when I say this and, and all this other stuff. <laughs> Because cause, cause nobody listens, right? And nobody's able to have a nuanced conversation. I believe, because you've heard me say something like this, you understand what I'm saying, and you understand what I'm saying right here. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of Montana versus Marino and Elway. Montana was not as physically gifted as Marino mm-hmm. and Elway. Right. He just wasn't. He could not throw the way they could. They were God-gifted mm-hmm. with what they could do physically. But... Who was – we can have a debate. The fact is a debate. It's not necessarily who's better, who's right, all this. Who's considered the better quarterback? I think Montana is. Montana. Because Montana knew how to play the position of quarterback. He knew all the little things that he had to figure out. Now, once again, you can say Marino's a better quarterback. You can say El- Elway's a better quarterback. The fact of the matter is they're I feel in like the Marino always falls to the bottom of that list because oh, they Elway say, well, you got know the two rings at the end. You know what they say about Marino? Uh, he didn't have enough talent around him. <laughs> Damn it, Jesse. Didn't now, have enough talent. Now talent matters. 
Now talent matters, but that's a whole other thing. But the whole point is they're in that discussion. It's not crazy to have an argument for any one of them. But now when we talk about Brock Purdy, now it's a crazy discussion. Mm. It reminds me of Montana with Elway and Marino. Montana was not as physically gifted as those guys. They could He didn't have the arm that Marino had. Mm-hmm. He didn't have the cannon that he had. But he knew how to play quarterback. He knew how to do that. And that's what Brock reminds me of. Now, once again, before we move on, I just want to say it just in case people don't. I'm not saying Brock is Montana. I said he reminded me of Montana earlier. In the, and then, Boy, and then that, was, got, yeah, that got parroted yeah, quick. Hey, hey. <laughs> we start hearing that a lot. After mm-hmm. after I said that, I'm not saying I was the first one. I'm just saying I was the first one. But I'm not saying he's Montana. I'm telling you the way he understands how to play the position and work with the tools that he has, whether it's teammates, whether it's his precision, his accuracy, all that, it's Montana-like compared to Josh Allen's Marino physical gifts type deal. That's what I'm saying. Man, it was a lot of time on Brock Purdy and other quarterbacks. I didn't even talk about the game the way I wanted to yet. Well, luck- luckily we got three <laughs> hours today to do it. Because um, I got to talk about my boy Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, that's so my there's boy, but damn. So that's yeah, and you hope you, you know if 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 you thought, I mean, there's no denying Brock Purdy did not have like an ideal performance on on Saturday. Uh, you hope that that's not the case going into the NFC Championship if you're a San Francisco 49ers fan. You also have to hope that Kyle Shanahan calls this game a little bit differently uh, than he did Saturday. Uh, there were th- th- there's a lot. Uh, let's let's hold off. Let's let's hold off on the Kyle Shanahan conversation to get to more like immediate stuff. We'll, we'll obviously we'll come back. We'll talk a lot more about uh, the game, the way the game was called. Uh, we do have to salute Christian McCaffrey. He was phenomenal Man. again. He does not Man. miss. He does not miss. He yeah. is the he is, you know, he is up there with Tyreek Hill as the most game-changing players in the entire league. Mm. We talk about playmakers, playmakers, playmakers when we talk about Debo Samuel. Christian McCaffrey is the ultimate playmaker. Um yeah. and Debo yeah. Samuel, the he, he's he, he left the game. Uh. With a take, shoulder injury. Take D-Lo's shoulder. You can have it. I ain't doing nothing over here anyway, though it is nice and comfortable in my new chair. Um, <laughs> Adam Schefter reported today it's 50-50 going into uh, the NFC Championship. It was certainly concerning how quickly it was like he, you know, halftime hit. I think he walked in with about two minutes left. I really didn't think much of it when it was two minutes left. I thought, okay, they probably just want to get a quick look he had had the the shot to the head earlier. Probably just want to get a quick look before halftime, have an extended halftime, and then the next time they show him, he ain't got no pads on. <laughs> no, look, he's like, oh, no, look, look, look. <laughs> Aaron Andrews is like, yeah, the 49ers have not ruled out uh, Debo Samuel. Um, he's still listed as questionable, and they shoot right to the locker room where he ain't got no clothes, on. just just done. I'm like, what? What? Well. <laughs> well. Maybe she made it up. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, we'll come back. We'll talk more about the game uh, and less about the quarterbacks. As a matter of fact, we'll talk more about the games uh, because last night's closer did not disappoint. Mm. Um, we do have Kings basketball. we got to talk about James Ham's going to be with us in the final hour of the show. A very rare weekend off uh, for Sacramento. They did practice 
some interesting lines coming out of practice as well. Some interesting uh, quotes from from Malik Monk, Mike Brown. We'll dive into all of that. There's much more ahead. We're so happy that you're here. It's Stilo and KC brought to you by Sky River Casino here on Sacramento Sports Leader, ESPN 1320. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I really hate this rejoiner. Can we just make mental note of it? I don't even know why I made it. I think the rejoiner sucks because we didn't get it on beat. Like, it's just... You know, there's a beat drop. Yeah, it's it's well, we'll, we'll get it out. I dropped the ball on that. Yeah, it's just 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 make mental note of the cart number. Let me know what it is. We'll record over it. It's so okay. down. Like we need need heat when we come back. We need fire. Uh, let's talk Kyle Shanahan because we talked about Brock Purdy for an hour and fifteen minutes. <laughs> um. Let's let's uh, you 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 I can see you're not very thrilled with the with the game Kyle Shanahan had. Um, let's kind of dive into the intricacies of this game a little bit, and we'll talk about why I think next week will be different. But what did you see from Kyle Shanahan that seems to have bugged you a little bit? <sighs> Kyle Shanahan is my boy, right? He is, that's yeah, I believe my young Shanny. I coined four years ago on this program. That's right. All because he didn't like – I think they said they didn't like – he didn't like little Shanny. They call him Little Shanty. See, he ain't like that. Be Young Shanty. It's my boy. Affectionately call him Young Shanty. Defend him routinely against the likes of. I think Tariko called him Mike Shanahan last night. <laughs> oh, come on, Mike. He caught it. Yeah, either he caught it <laughs> or someone told him. It does happen. Yeah, right? but he, he, he called him Mike Shanahan. But, you know, defend him against the likes of TC. I've had conversations with him with our guy, Bonte Hill, who hasn't always been uh, a Kyle Shanahan guy. I haven't either. You have yeah, during that. the during the, the I, I, until you saw his dream, then everything. Well, changed. well, that, that's true. That's uh, <laughs> Kyle had a dream. <laughs> it all. That's a great reason to love Kyle Shanahan. But I thought what he did last year with Brock Purdy was one of the most impressive coaching jobs I've ever seen. Yeah. And if you think Bill Belichick is the greatest coach of all time, that's that's perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. You're probably going to highlight at some point. You've got the Super Bowl seasons with Tom Brady that takes the. You know, that takes the cake, but you'd be doing yourself a disservice if you didn't highlight the Matt Castle season. Mm-hmm. And the year they, I mean, incredibly, they went 11 and 5 and missed the playoffs the year Brady got hurt. But that, that in, in the same vein, was a brilliant coaching job. I thought what Kyle Shanahan did was one of the better coaching jobs I've seen in recent memory. And it was that as much as the dream that he exhibits on a very regular basis that it's like, yo, I, 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 I think I was wrong about like Kyle sh- 
that this season showed me everything I need to see. And they obviously they didn't win. And you can talk about that that Eagles game to death if you wanted to, but I saw enough from him last year to where it's like, yeah, I was he he's he's legit. Yeah. He he's if he's not the best coach in the league, he's he's top three. And I think all three of them are coaching this weekend. And 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 Dan Campbell, you know, salute. Hope, I'm sure he'll find his way there. Yeah. But uh, John Harbaugh, Andy Reid, and, and Kyle Shanahan, that's the cream of the crop. I agree. I agree. And, like I said, that's my boy. And my boy like Mike Kyle. Tomlin. Shout out Mike Tomlin. I like my boy Kyle. He's, he's, he's a, uh, everything you said about him is the same thing I feel. I think he's a phenomenal coach. I think he's a phenomenal coach, phenomenal play caller, great schemer, all this other stuff. That was the worst game I've ever seen him coach. Mm. I was so frustrated, flabbergasted by the way he went about coaching that game. I could not believe it. I could not believe, number one, that this game plan of having shotgun everything Mm -hmm. and no drop step, just receive the, the, uh, the snap, Brock stands tall, and looks for a slant, like all the time. I said, "What is it? I, I know, I'm not a, a a football guy or whatever the case may be. Like I didn't play. You know, I'm sure it's maybe more complicated than it seems, or than I I think I figured out. But when the quarterback catches the ball in the shotgun and stands tall like that, no kind of drop back. Oh, it's a quick little five yard something. And like if I'm a safety or if I'm a um, a, a DB, I'm sitting on all the short routes because that's what I've seen nine times out of ten. Catch the ball, stand there. They're waiting for a slant so they can get it out quick. And, Kyle, if I knew that, if I felt that way, I'm pretty sure they all felt the same way on the Green Bay Packers sideline. Mm-hmm. And he just kept doing it over and over and over again. I'm like, what the hell is this guy doing? Mm-hmm. I kept saying, and and eventually, the number one, like I said, it, it it validates how I felt. I still don't know more football than this this guy or these guys, but I I caught, I was saying this like in the second quarter, and I caught Greg Olson like by the fourth quarter saying, I don't know why he's not under center. Yeah. I was saying that in the second, get under center because it opens the whole playbook. Now you can hand the ball off to McCaffrey. Now you can use your play action. Now you can use guys in motion. All this other stuff. Being in the shotgun the entire time, you take away, I felt, you took away half your playbook. And he just stayed in it the entire time. I could not believe he wasn't getting Brock Purdy under center and using the entire playbook and all the window dressing that he can do from time to time, let alone just handing the ball off to Christian McCaffrey. Mm -hmm. I was baffled, and he finally got back to things. Do you think Debo changed any of that? I History says it does because it feels like whenever Debo goes out in the middle of a game, Kyle just doesn't know what to do. He falls apart. Yep. Yeah. And a lot of his game plan. You've been consistent in that message. Yeah. For he three just, years he just falls apart. Like I don't. I don't know what. I don't know what play to call. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to do. Uh, Kyle, let me text you. Get under center <laughs> and get the ball to McCaffrey, or start using your play action game. Use your rollout game or Brock Purdy. Get him on the move. Move the pocket. All this other stuff. And he did not do it from the majority of the game until really that final drive, and well, until two times. One time, he got under center, handed the ball off to McCaffrey, ran for like 49 yards for a touchdown. <laughs> the next time he did that, final drive, they score another touchdown. 
So I was very baffled by Kyle Shanahan's performance. What did you think about the clock management at the end of the first half? (laughs) I was all in favor for it. So I, 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 I could not believe the amount of people that didn't understand what was going on. Now, if you agree with it, if you would have done it the same way mm-hmm. or whatever, that's a whole nother conversation. But to not understand, to just be baffled, like, what was he thinking? What was he doing? I don't understand what he was doing. Yeah. It was clear as day. And the right. strategy made perfect sense to me. The strategy. So this is where, this is what threw me off a little bit. The strategy in terms of the clock management, I thought made perfect sense. Mm-hmm. His play calling in that situation is what confused me more. Mm-hmm. Like he really didn't take a shot at all. It was like he was perfectly comfortable with the field goal attempt. So so this is and this is where Which I didn't think you had to be at 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 the at the, at the rate in which they were moving and where they were on the field. I didn't think they had to do that yet. Mm. So maybe I, maybe I'm wrong. So the 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 thing about it First is, and this is where, this is where I always get like kind of, um, I kind of I kind of, and I think people should do the same thing, right? They should kind of reserve judgment on if a play works or not, if it's complete, if an interception is thrown in certain cases, um, because the reality of the situation is, we. Don't know what's going on. And the one that gets me, a lot of the times we don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. The one that gets me is I think it was second down and it was a check down to McCaffrey. And people were like, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? And once again, I don't know. I, I, I don't know what people are doing half the time. Like, do they, are they willfully trying to like not understand or do they literally just not understand? Because Kyle laid it out perfectly. Like the people say, oh, he played for a field goal. He said, I did not play for a field goal. On the second down play, we, that was a play that was designed to go to Brandon Ayuk. We were trying to get him the ball. If the play would have worked the way we wanted to, probably hit him and get it about 10 yards away from the end zone. Mm. That was the plan. And I can't remember if he said Brock didn't see it. I think I'm pretty sure he didn't say Brock didn't see it. But he said something to the effect of it wasn't there, so he checked down. Okay, that makes perfect sense. Like, what about that? Not talking about you or anybody, but I've heard it over the weekend. What about that? Do people not understand? They were like baffled. Like, that doesn't even make any sense. I don't even know what. What are you? What are you talking about? Well, I I think. Well, I I can't speak to like an individual reaction to it, but in context, wasn't that was you said that was the second down play, Mm -hmm. which means. Oh, maybe I have these mixed up. If that was the second down play, was it the next play that he let the clock run down? That was so. What I'm what I'm talking about. What I think he's talking about was a play was after all that. So they got. So it was after they. So so yeah, when they let it run down. So that so third down. So it was essentially. It was like they they were taking a shot, Mm -hmm. one. Mm -hmm. Well, they took two. Well, because, right, they, they, they did. Right. They threw again on third down, mm-hmm. deep. You know, right. to basically to a plate where Brock. He probably told Brock, "If it's there, hit him. If not, get rid of it, right. and we'll kick the field goal." Okay. But like, it's, it's. I just, I, I don't understand. I didn't understand why people didn't get what he was doing with the, 
with the time. Don't let them touch the ball again. Yeah. With the time, he's number one. He's done it all year long, and it's been successful. Not every time, but it's been successful numerous times. That's what they did in Philly. You know what I mean? The, the difference there is they were able to get touchdowns on both the end of the first quarter and to start the second, uh, or excuse me, the end of the first half mm-hmm. and to start the second half. This one, they came away with nothing, so it looks bad. The results weren't what you wanted, but the strategy, this is, this is what I usually have a problem with, right? Like, I can't, I try to look at the strategy and not the results. The game plan and not the results, mm-hmm. right? Like, because if, if, if he would have gotten two touchdowns there, or at the very least 10 points, and the Niners go up 17-6 before the Packers ever touch the ball again, mm-hmm. we'd be like, great job. That, that's the same strategy. The results just weren't there. So I, I don't understand how people didn't understand what was going on. And really what, what happened, D'Lo, is, and, and we can kind of get into this a little bit more, is I felt Kyle Shanahan felt like I felt, like others felt, is, you know what? Yeah, it's 7-6. Worst case scenario, we go in 7-6 to the locker room. But, like, maybe a little above that, we go in 10-6 at the half and we regroup because I don't think this defense can stop them right now. Mm. <laughs> so I can't let them get the ball back and score a field right, goal right. or get a touchdown. Absolutely. I, that's more important than being ultra aggressive for a touchdown or anything like that. I – we got to get to the half when, so the defense can figure out what they're doing and get back to business. They only got six points at the time, the Packers. Right. Like it, but it felt like they had 26. Mm. You know what I mean? And I think that's the way Kyle played was like – and he said it. He's like, they couldn't get the ball back. Let's get to the half, regroup on the defensive end, and figure out how to stop some of the things that they were doing. Makes perfect sense. Speaking of reactions I didn't understand, did you think or do you think – that Matt LaFleur let Christian McCaffrey score at the end? I didn't think so. I, I didn't, didn't think so. I didn't think so live, and I didn't think so on the replay, yeah. but I I heard it mentioned almost like matter-of-factly, and I was like, I, I, that's not how I saw that play at all. I thought it was I thought it was a play that worked, right. essentially is what I thought it was. I thought about that. Like I thought about if maybe that was the case a couple days later, not in the in the time. In the, in the time I was – stressed just yeah, talking see, to my neck sure like there was there was no wasn't thinking about that but um did you it, think they were gonna lose oh <laughs> i i didn't know what was gonna happen i'll tell you this i didn't think i wasn't sure they were gonna win okay. like in the third quarter when they went to the fourth quarter down i think it was down 21 14 going into the fourth i wasn't like yeah they're gonna win mm. <laughs> i wouldn't and and when they when they didn't score that that play, that the third down play where Brock had Ray Ray McLeod and he like underthrew him and mm-hmm. he yelled at Ray Ray and all this other stuff. Yeah. And they did. I thought that was four down territory. They end up punting. I said, Oh no, I don't, I don't like this one. And then when Aaron Jones broke off the fifty yard run, Oof, I thought I said, that was oh, it. No. Yeah, I thought that was. I it. can't believe they're gonna lose. Yeah. So I guess at one point I did think they were gonna lose, but. Okay. Um, yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't like I was super confident. I know yeah. that much. Okay, I thought they were going to lose. I understand. But I'm going to be honest with you. I thought they were going to lose really early in the game. When when did you feel that way? Like the first half. Yeah. I was. You know what bothered me? You know what bothered me about the way that they were playing? I felt like the Packers were playing with their chest out. 
Mm. And the 49ers were reactive to it. When Trent Williams, and I know Brody like took a bump. Like I understand, and the referees fell for it. Mm-hmm. They went to the NBA school of officiating. I understood that. But at the same time, I thought he goaded you into that. You're the you're one of the greatest players ever. Mm-hmm. He goaded you into that. I started questioning like the 49ers mindset is bothering me. Mm. And I didn't like the look of the game. I didn't like the feel of the game. It felt like it was all even in. It felt like the Packers are one play away from ending it. Mm. And I was mentally preparing. This week is going to (laughs) suck. Like I'm going to have to do everything. Jesse's doing whatever. Like Casey's going to be a mess. (sighs) All right, when Aaron Jones broke that off, like I was, I was crushed. Mm. I was like, all right, I, all right, all right, this, all right, just get through tomorrow and figure out how to deal with this. But then when they missed the field goal, yeah, this, I swear, when they missed the field goal, I was like, I think the 49ers win this game. I think yeah, they win this game. I wasn't sure. I was never sure they were going to win that game. I thought at, they at, had once it started going on. I thought, I thought, because in in those situations, I feel like players who have been there before, mm. teams that have been there before. They can do the. You can pull if you're if you're the offense, right? If you're the offensive line, if you're you know Brock Purdy and you're Christian McCaffrey, you pull everyone together, and it's what we've done for the last forty four, forty five, whatever. Doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. This is it. None of us think we've played this game the way that we're supposed to. We've got one final chance to execute our game plan, and I feel like that's the. It's. <laughs> It's the Kings Warriors thing. Like you get into a game seven, I I think there's a certain level of look. We know we we know this feeling. We know the times ten. Yeah, this is their first chance. Let's take advantage. And that's what I felt like that was. Those Packers, Matt Lafleur, they'd been around before, Mm -hmm. but they weren't supposed to be in this game like this. Mm -hmm. Like that's a that's a different feel. And if you can play which they did with their chest out in that final drive. I was I was confident in them. I was happy they did it. Oh, I was so damn happy that <laughs> you and me both. So for different reasons, <laughs> I was so damn happy they did it. So so the the funny thing about what they went through on 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 Saturday and I talked about it a little bit with Jesse and, and James is I'm a big believer in vibes and energy. And the energy, and it feels like all of California was unbelievably tense. You could, you can, I think uh, Kevin Burhart talked about it on the broadcast. He's like, it's quiet in here right now. There was so much angst. It was so tense in that building and probably with that team. And I'm always afraid a lot of times basketball, any sport, where – the players feel that sometimes. Mm-hmm. They feel the tense nature of the fans and really of of the season, right? Like, I was in Fresno on Saturday. And, like, so many people. I'm not going to say everybody. So many people when we were driving around, going to dinner and all this other stuff, 49ers gear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everywhere. You were probably in downtown. I was at a brunch. Yeah, yeah there's 49ers, 49ers gear, gear everywhere. Everywhere. Yep. San Francisco, I'm sure the same. I know L.A. was the same. I saw a video. Abs of, even asked me, do the 49ers play today? Why is everybody wearing that <laughs> stuff? Yeah, that's today, baby. I saw a video of 
this 49er bar in Utah, packed out, all this other stuff. They know, they know what's at stake. The players know what's at stake. And that's before I get into the stadium, the stadium itself, 69,000 people just anxious, right? And I thought to a certain degree, I was like, that that might wear on some of these guys. That might wear on a Brock Purdy Mm -hmm. who maybe hasn't had these type of moments before. And they were able to persevere through all of that. Mm -hmm. They were able to overcome all of that because I think that's a real thing sometimes. Mm -hmm. They feel your energy, right? The the players feel the energy of what's going on in the the building, in the stadium, and just in, in general. And I thought they did a great job overcoming all of that and executing when they needed to execute. Uh, from our good buddy Nick Wagner, 49ers insider for ESPN, Kyle Shanahan says Debo Samuel will be patient this week and see how things go before determining his availability for Sunday. Tests showed that Samuel did not have any breaks in the shoulder like he did earlier in the season. Uh, again, that's from Nick Wagner. Nothing really surprising there. Debo Samuel will be patient. Uh, Kyle Shanahan will be patient. Uh, again, nothing Nothing surprising there at all. Yeah. Yeah, man. So another thing that happened on Saturday that I wanted to – I think we, we we both have some thoughts on this one. Is that 49ers defense. I, I'll just talk about one moment that I, you know, was thinking about with them. And I think, like I said, when it was 21-14 – think the Niners maybe punted the ball or something like that. I said, man, this defense, who it felt like, this isn't necessarily reality, mm-hmm. but it felt like couldn't stop the Packers. Yeah. I said, they're going to have to pitch a shutout to win this one. It was like in like three minutes to go in the third. I was like, I don't know if they can give up any more points and win this game. And from that point, they didn't give up any more points. And they forced two turnovers mm-hmm. to to win that game. All in all, what did you think about the 49ers defensive performance? I so the number one thing that came up, understandably, like we look at numbers, was that they didn't get to Jordan Love in terms of sacking him. And two I, one thing, we have to spend literally one second on this. I think I I've I've said this I think Jordan Love is a fine quarterback. I think I think he's going to be a a, a a solid. I think he's a really good young player. He's going to be solid moving forward. I, I hope you know people don't try to evaluate him like they evaluated Aaron Rodgers and some of these other guys, some of these other Packer quarterbacks, or even quarterbacks of today. Be patient with this young man, and I think he's going to be a, a a good quarterback in this league. I think he had a. I probably think he had a better season than he actually had, but I thought I thought he was solid yesterday in a massive massive moment. I thought the. Packers offensive line did a good job, but the idea that the 49ers defensive line was bad or that the 49ers defense, particularly the defensive line, was bad misses me a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, They didn't sack him. Mm -hmm. I feel like Jordan Love felt them, though, Mm -hmm. and I think that's why we saw some of the things we did, particularly uh, in the second half. Again, this is a team that scored 21 points. That feels like a ton of points against the San Francisco 49ers. It's really not. Uh, I thought the 49ers defense was – it wasn't bad. (laughs) It wasn't 
what they should be. I'm not trying to like contest that. Like this idea, I, I think I saw it. I, I don't remember if it was in a tweet or, oh, look, look, it, look perfect. There's one right there. Bosa got to start showing up. He's been invisible. Leap 916, I don't think he was invisible yesterday. No. I don't think he got to Jordan Love, which is his primary goal. Go back and watch again. I don't think he was. Like he was working. He was working. He was pressuring with all of that attention on him. Mm-hmm. They have to be better versus Detroit. And if they're better versus Detroit, this could be a completely different game with Jared Goff back there. Mm-hmm. But I I think um if I think most people on a scale from one to ten have the 49ers defense graded at like a two. <laughs> I think I have them closer to maybe like a five and a half or six. Yeah. Like I did not think they were dreadful yesterday, and I really did not think that offensive line was dreadful. And and to be honest with you, and and look, they'll They'll tell you we've got to play better. So I'm not going to say everything was great. But you look at what they were able to do with the Packers in the red zone. I think when you talk about touchdowns, I think that they went two for five, the Packers did, in the red zone. Two of those drives were based on the Packers driving down the field. The other two were bad field position situations. You know, one of them was the kick return that, that got them – Within, I think that's the one where they do the fake screen and then the guy leaked out and Deshaun Gibson slipped. I think that was on um, was on on after the kick return. Oh no, that was before the kick return. That was that play was because of Ambry Tommy's pass interference mm-hmm. on third and fifteen. Mm-hmm. Oh, so that that didn't help them out. But they yeah. dealt with short fields a lot in that second second half, and they they stood tall. You know what I mean? They 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 gave up a couple of scores, but when it was time to lock up and do what they had to do, they did it. They turned them over. And you talk about Bosa's got to step up a little bit. Yeah, we want the – like you mentioned, yeah, we want the sacks and all this other stuff. But what was happening on that last play of the game? Yeah, exactly. Bosa yeah, flushed was, him out, yep. was chasing him down, yep. and forced him to make a poor decision. Yeah. I mean, that's not a sack, but that is – that's what you want. You yep. want a guy out there causing havoc. Yeah. And that's what he did on that play, and I'm sure he did it on a few other plays as well. Watching defensive players change forever for me when I asked um, I asked one of the NFL film nerds, man, I can't remember who it was, about uh, defensive players, and it was during – it was like a six-week stretch. Raider fans will remember this a few years ago where – it was five years ago or whatever it was. Khalil Mack didn't have a sack – he didn't have a number. Mm. So who's the best defensive player like on this team? Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, it's still Khalil Mack. Who's the best defensive player in the FC? No, no, it's still Khalil Mack. Mm. And the reason it's Khalil Mack is because when you watch these, when you watch these all twenty twos, you get a full view of how much attention a team is paying towards him, mm. and it's up to everyone around him. When you have a player like that, it's up to everyone around them to take advantage of that. Mm-hmm. That's why I look at Nick Bosa post, you know, a- a- after this contract with this group a little bit differently. That's where I start looking at Chase Young. That's why I start looking at Javon Hargrave and everyone else around him mm-hmm. where it's like if they're if he's the focal point they of everything them. they're doing, mm-hmm. you have to make them pay for that. Mm-hmm. Because you have to put them in a position to where hey, we've got to we've we've got to change something cuz Hargrave is killing us. Right. We got to change something because Armstead or, or, or whoever run down the line, Chase Young, whoever you want to, is killing us. Right. And it's it's a 
it's almost like evaluating players in the NBA on defense where you, you can you can be critical of a defender not knowing what the rest of his team was supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll come back. We're going to shift our attention to basketball here at, at, at some point. There's a lot of kings to talk about. I think Will Z is going to join us coming up here in about 30, 45 minutes. Will Z uh, will be with us. So I promise there's plenty of kings talk uh, on the way. Uh, we'll put a bow on this conversation uh, regarding this weekend's tremendous games in the NFL. And uh, phone lines are open for you, as they always are. 916-909-1320. Steelo and Casey brought to you by Sky River Casino here on Sacramento Sports Leader, ESPN 1320. I low-key love Buddy Heald. Buddy! Man. They did not fare well after leaving Sacramento. No, they sure didn't. Lost two in a row. How about that? I was a, I was, I was a fun. I caught the last six or so minutes of last night's game with, with. I think I tuned in just to watch Phoenix score. Like I think, <laughs> I think I flipped over and Phoenix went on like an 11-0 run. Phoenix is cooking and wound up. Uh, yeah, I don't know if you looked at the standings. Uh, yeah, yeah. Phoenix yeah. is cooking. Standings, standings are starting to change a little bit because yeah. Phoenix now in the midst of the Kings losing four straight. I think last night was Phoenix's fifth win in a row. So the Kings now sit instead of at the seventh spot, they sit at the eighth spot. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's all clumped up with the teams at the the same amount of losses. But uh, yeah, it's a uh, it's gonna be dicey. It's gonna be a little dicey for Sacramento, man. They're gonna have to they have to start playing some good ball here moving forward. Does it matter if they get into the playoffs by way of the play in? No, no. I mean, it'll suck for a you know couple weeks depending on when they you know we realize they're going to be a playing team versus a a, a playoff team that's going to suck mm-hmm. um it's going to be tense when it's happening but if they wind up winning yeah you're in the playoffs yeah then we'll start talking about them being the Miami Heat you know how we are like we'll start about them winning their way into the playoffs and going to the finals that's yeah, what we do man, overreact so I, 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 getting hot at the right time <laughs> I ain't tripping at all about them uh, getting in. in now, to be playing. clear, that response was in direct relation to Jesse's question. Mm-hmm. I do not want this team to be a play-in team. No, I don't. Want I them want to. them to be a top six team. Absolutely. I, but I if they to get to the playoffs by way of the play-in, whatever. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> Title ain't no different. I ain't, yeah, I ain't tripping. I ain't tripping. It's not like they won it in a bubble or something. <laughs> Speaking of, I, t- I, t- I said earlier about Kings playing the Hawks tonight, um, no Trey Young, but DeJounte Murray being on the team. And I was like, ah, Lee Corso, not so fast, my friend. Now it's 149. We haven't heard anything, so maybe nothing happens. You're talking trade rumors? Trade rumors. And last night, um, did you catch, like, D'Angelo Russell at all? Mm-hmm. You like see some tweets about his comments. Oh, I didn't see that. So I didn't see the tweets. I saw three different tweets, right? About D'Angelo. First, it was D'Angelo. I think they had won. And D'Angelo was sitting on the bench. And somebody kind of dapped him up. And he was just kind of looking a little disinterested or something like that. Not like in a bad way, like not being a jerk, but just like no real emotion. Mm -hmm. And he was just sitting on the bench. Mm -hmm. And somebody was like, damn. D-Lo about to be traded. Uh-oh. And I was like, oh, yeah, was okay. 
I don't know. I mean, that does look a little, you know, a little fishy, but okay, whatever. So then somebody else separately tweets out a tweet like, damn, D-Lo, this sounds like a goodbye speech. So he got interviewed for like player of the game on the broadcast, right? And I don't know what the question was, but he was like, yeah, man, it was, you know, it's just been amazing. I got an opportunity to, you know, give bounce pass alley-oops to LeBron and, you know what mm. I'm saying? It just – I didn't you know, see any of this. All I saw was 34. Yeah, it's, the it's, score the, – the, the game, I didn't, I didn't see any of yeah, this. Yeah, he was like, yeah, man, you know, I, man, it's just, a, it's just an honor. This is something that's just dope, you know what I'm saying, that I get a chance to give LeBron alley-oops, man, and, you know, it's something that I'm always going to be grateful for. And I'm, I'm always – I was like, damn, okay. And then after, in the post game, somebody asked him about how do you guys, you know, you guys are playing good basketball. How does it feel, you know, to jumpstart you guys moving forward? He's like, I don't want to talk about none of that, man. Like, y'all twist my words up. I ain't even going to say nothing, man. Just no no disrespect, but I ain't even going to talk about nothing like that. Like, damn. So then I also saw a report this morning Yeah. that – there is something going down, and the Lakers need a third team. Yeah, because Atlanta doesn't want D'Angelo Russell. Yeah, was that the yeah. was that the line? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I missed I missed all that. I just knew he was cooking. Yeah, he definitely. I didn't see any of that like post game stuff. Was he crying on the bench? It kind of looked like that. Like, yeah, I didn't even want to go there with it. But you you're right, Jesse. Like, kind of looked like he was crying, or you know, was was emotional. He was emotional about. Like, this is the last time I'm going to play for the Lakers. Like, like that's what – I get emotional about this. I'm about to cry. It's <laughs> not funny, but – And then Willie Green. Uh, well, yeah, Willie Green. Okay. I, I – oh. Oh, yeah. He looks a little – This is him on the bench? Yeah, he looks I, – I could put it on the screen. He looks, he looks a little – I mean, it's not – he looks a little – yeah, he looks a little He looked like he got some up. moves. Yeah. Hang on, I'll I'll pull it up on the screen for you. I don't. It it almost looks like he, it looks like he's trying not to. Mm. That's that's kind of what the clip looks like. So you're you're left to figure out. But it's the it's his teammate at the end that gets me. So so yeah. it, it it you know this obviously isn't the best view of this, but just catch his teammate at the very end. So here here's the video. Look now, watch Austin Reeves right here. Watch Austin Reeves. Austin Reeves gives him the, yeah. hey, cheer up, buddy. We love you, Right? Bro. That's kind of the universal yeah. sign for – that's what I would have been doing to you if if, if the Packers had won the game. Hey, <laughs> get you right, KC. So you would have been looking like the Angel. Hey, I got, I got you, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I, I don't know. And that's I tough. Did, I, and I just tagged you in the post game. I, I tagged you in the post game if you want, if you want to play that okay. song. Because, yeah, it sounds like he – I mean, combined that what we just saw yeah. was right before they talked to him in the post game. Oh like, man, yeah, okay, yeah. Here, here, here is uh, D'Angelo Russell uh, last night. I mean, that's what we all dreamed of doing. You know, you go back to growing up, you practice moves, you try things in your backyard. Never thought you'd actually be able to get the chance to do it. Never thought I'd be able to throw a bounce pass live to LeBron James in the game. So things like that just keeps you young, keep you enjoying the game. It's just fun. I mean, so okay, I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna leave this on the screen for a second because it has his his. His stat line, well, it's his third 30-point game of the season. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. 
I had a theory. I don't. I don't think it works. <laughs> well, don't, don't talk about. Well, it. well, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a big time game for him. Mm-hmm. Where is he being showcased? No, no, <laughs> stop it. Will you stop it? No, I'm. Nah, that that definitely looks like a sad. A sad. You thought right maybe there. he was reflective. After, yeah. After having a like, good game. Yeah, like hey, this. I mean, but but it. Well, you combine the is, two videos. This is his third one of the year, though. <laughs> so it's not like he hasn't had one in three seasons. But I'm sure. Well, then in the in the last five. Yeah, I just came up to. D'Angelo Russell in the last five games, 34, 20, 29, 14, 39. So it's, okay, no, so it's that ain't like- it. Yeah, that ain't it. That ain't it. Yeah, that ain't it. That's tough, man. I feel yeah. I feel ah, I feel bad for these dudes, man. That's yeah. tough. And it seems like it's a um I bet he had more than one rebound, though. Well. That was uncalled for. Was I'm sorry. That was unnecessary. That was- Foul. I sincerely I apologize. I, I wasn't thinking it, but I didn't say it. That's not okay. Um, the the other thing about him though too is like he I'm sure he wants to stay in LA. Absolutely. Like it's it's Absolutely. not like uh I wanna, you know, just play and get paid or whatever. I think he wanted to stay in LA. And the fact that, you know, they're moving on from him, it's gotta be tough. One part of me says, you know, much like Harrison, like you knew what it was when you signed the contract, right? Like there was like especially with D'Angelo. It gave you a specific amount yeah, for a reason. Right, yeah. You knew what it was. But at the same time, that doesn't make it any easier if you don't want to leave. You know what I'm saying? Like, you thought maybe you signed that contract and you're thinking, yeah, I know what it might look like, but I'm going to ball out and and make them keep me. You know what I'm saying? And for it not to work out, I felt bad for him. But he's still a Laker he's right still now. A Laker right yeah, now. he's still a Laker right now. Uh, I just checked the injury report. Dejounte Murray's nowhere to be found. There's no questionable. There's no nothing. Uh, so uh, this is the latest one. Um, doesn't mean there isn't any, you know, validity to this stuff with Dejounte Murray. It just means right now he's not on the injury report. Yeah. Uh, Sasha Vazenkov is though. Uh, he's he's questionable with uh, a left ankle sprain. Uh, Trey Young, of course, is in the very rare NBA concussion protocol. That was crazy uh, to see that. Wesley Matthews is out. DeAndre uh, Hunter, they're they're out as well. Um, which means the Hawks have Sacramento Kings right where they want them, mm-hmm. and where every Kings fan is. Scared to death. I saw some Atlanta guy tweet, well, this game should be over in the first three quarters. We're just missing so much. Like it was a reporter. Oh, man. I was like, oh, buddy, you're not familiar yeah. with Sacramento Kings basketball, yeah, he, are you? Watch the know. league, pal. Do your yeah. job. <laughs> he don't know. Is this a must win? A need to win? Yeah, you got to win. This yeah, you got to like, win. I'm not going to say must win, but like win. So Good like game, it, it, you, you, go, necessary. you go to, uh, you know, we going into that Pacers game. Oh, the Kings respond to adversity. And it's kind of like at some point they're not going to respond, and they didn't. And it's like okay, well now the adversity now there's now there's more adversity. Okay, well now you got to respond tonight, and this is going to be the case until they win. Mm -hmm. You've got to respond. You've got to respond. You've got to respond. They don't play again until I think Thursday. The schedule is really friendly to them. Yeah. Um, And then of course Thursday will be. Golden State. And I'm unclear. Do the Warriors play tonight? I think they do. I feel like I saw because I saw. I saw the Mark Stein. Anything, but I saw an injury report for them tonight. 
Okay, because I, I, I swear I, I must I just must not have looked close enough. They uh, don't play because their next game. Is I don't think the they Hawks. play till Wednesday. Yeah, their next game is against the Hawks. So that so because because my <laughs> man prayers out to the entire Warriors family. I, I did have a thought in my head: Are the Kings the first game back? But they in fact play Wednesday the Hawks. So it's actually the second night of a back to back. Both games are in Golden State. Mm-hmm. The the Hawks will be in uh, uh, at the Chase Center uh, on Wednesday following tonight's visit to the Golden One Center. Can't imagine what that team is going through, man. I did see, I saw a Mark Spears tweet uh, with Steve Kerr uh, at the podium. I forgot what the word was, but it was a Serbian word for brother, and it's a black shirt that they're that they're all wearing. And I was like, was that is that a media session or is that shoot around? Because mm. um, I didn't think I saw him on the schedule there. In fact, not on the schedule. So uh, they would have had a lengthy break here too. This is it because I think their it was their game against the Mavericks that got canceled, and I think that was Saturday. Uh, or Friday? Friday, I think it was. Drew Down says they haven't played some I'm okay day. Yeah, r- r- right. So but they've had two, so they've had two games canceled, which I think was Wednesday yeah. and Friday. Right, yeah. All of that, you know, awfulness aside, they would have had a really lengthy break. That's a like, long break. That's Saturday, Sunday, Wednesday? Monday, Tuesday. That's they play long. Wednesday. Yeah. Hmm. Well, tough. That's tough. Uh, games tonight, Bucks at Pistons. Well, Fire League pass up. Cavs at Magic. That's an interesting one there. Uh, oh, Jesse Celtics can do the Kings a favor tonight. Mm, they no got the Dallas. Tonight. They got the Dallas Mavericks. You see that, Jesse? Yeah, he's got like right knee. Infl- I don't know. He's got something. Right knee inflammation. Or he something has like that. eternal right knee inflammation. Poor guy. Yeah, but we need that. We need that solid big dog. We got you guys. Don't worry. I'll make a call to Brad Stevens right now. Thank you. The uh, the Celtics lost their first home game mm. on Friday. The one in twenty and one. Yes, no. <laughs> <laughs> that's facts. That's uh, facts. The the Denver Nuggets went in there and, and got them. I was agitated. Was it yesterday? They they pushed out this Jokic twenty six eight and eight. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. This is what we're doing. And I looked closer. And it said the first half. I was like, okay. All right, that's fine. I was mad. I was like, y'all doing my boy Domas dirty, pushing out 26, 8, and 8. And look a little closer. Oh, hey, my apologies look, to, to the, be, to to be the fair, big fella. To be fair to uh, Domas, Domas be having not 28, but he be having like 16. But eight, see, eight. that's the difference. I'm telling you, there's something about that 20 number that's different. Mm. Oh, it's different. It's different. I, I salute. I salute. I think that man finished for 42. I think this is what he finished with forty six, maybe. He was they starting to play way. good ball again, man. I know I discounted him. I didn't. I, I'm still not a big believer, but they starting to cook. Well, I don't think. Oh, oh, I didn't think you discounted him. You don't. You don't. I don't think they'll come out of the West. Well, yeah, that's because you like the Clippers. Yeah, I do like the Clippers. That's not. That's not crazy. That's not crazy at all. <laughs> Clippers had a. Clippers had a fun little. That was crazy. Clippers had a fun little weekend too. <laughs> Um, let's stay with the Kings, though. We could discuss that other stuff here uh, in a little bit. Um, Malik has some things to say, huh? Malik said uh, he spoke to the media. I can't remember if it was Saturday or Sunday. I think it was Saturday. Uh, he was asked that, uh, that 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 question about you know lessons and teaching moments and stuff like that coming out of those those games against Indiana and Milwaukee and so on in Phoenix. Mm-hmm. 
And Malik is the straightest shooter in the game, right? He's in certainly the straightest shooter in Sacramento. And he just he was like, yeah, no, we don't need teaching lessons. We need to win games. And I was like, put that on a shirt. Put that on a shirt. We don't. We don't need. We don't. We don't need teaching lessons. We need to win games. And that was the. That was my kind of fight with James a couple of days ago. That I just. I don't. That's not. This team doesn't need to. Like you. You. You miss free throws versus the. The Bucks that cost you the game. Mm-hmm. You go out and you play the next night and 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 you lose to Phoenix. Like, what are you learning out of that? You learning to make free throws? That's the issue. That's what we're talking about here. We're learning to make free throws. Are we learning to keep our foot on the pedal, on the gas pedal? Because this has been the problem. This has been a problem all year. How many times have guys used the the, the phrase, particularly James, letting go of the rope? Mm-hmm. A lot. You gonna you you gonna learn that because Phoenix humiliated you? Right. You talk about being the one in twenty and one. You're the one in one thousand two hundred and forty four. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm 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 a hundred percent with I I love what I love that line from Malik Monk. Man. We don't need we don't need lessons. We need to go out there and we need to win games. And look, man, uh, he's a hundred percent correct. I know I talked about it with with on the, during the handoff. I don't really care how it gets done tonight. They could have a. I know this flies in the face of what I want, what everybody would like to see, or whatever, and probably what's realistic in, in happening. They could have another bad free throw shooting night. They win, we'll deal with that the next the next day of practice. Yeah, you know what I mean. Defense was not good against the Pacers. They don't defend well again today, but they get a win. Hey. We'll deal with that later. <laughs> like it don't matter what it looks like today because if they if they shot ninety five percent from the free throw line and played awesome defense and lost, mm-hmm. nobody gonna be happy. Yep. So and I'll I'll I'll, I'll I'll take your second scenario for a hundred. Bad defense. Bad defense. Atlanta scores whether they win or lose. We could talk about whether Atlanta's good or not. We'll talk to Will Z in a few minutes. He'll give us all of the numbers on on Atlanta. Their their record tells you they're not a good basketball team. Mm -hmm. They're scoring a ton of points. They're giving up a ton of points. If Sacramento hits one of those lulls again, they'll lose. Mm -hmm. Sacramento could get blown out of this game. If they sleep, because this is like the Hawks can score. And I'm not of the belief you, you take Trey. We've seen this in Indiana a couple of times. Just because you take Trey Young out of the lineup, just because you take Tyrese Halliburton out of the lineup, doesn't mean that the, the offense forgets how to move. They've been playing a certain way for 40-some-odd games now. They're going to continue to play that way. Now, whether the shots fall at the same clip, that's a different discussion. But they're going to play the same exact way without Trey Young and DeAndre Hunter. Sacramento slips up if they go through those cold streaks, if they go through these runs where it's just three-pointer after three-pointer after three-pointer, brick, 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 yo, they could get run out of the building in this one. Or it could be the all-too-familiar scenario where they're down 15 in the first quarter Hmm. and spend the rest of the game trying to fight their way out of it. I I just need a W. I know that sounds very simplistic. It is simplistic. That's all it is. I just need a win. That That's all it is. Feel fantastic. I don't care how it happens. Doesn't matter. Of course, I want it to be beautiful, right? Like I want it to be the best game they played all year on both sides of the floor and at the free throw line. That's what I want. But if you tell me they were kind of eh, but get the win, we'll deal with all that the next day in practice. Just get the win. 
Also from Malik, he doesn't appear to be shaken at all by the missed free throws. Like, he's not a lip service guy. Yeah. Right? He doesn't just go out there and say stuff for rah-rah purposes or for soundbite purposes. Like, you don't really have to wonder what Malik's thinking. Hmm. And he was asked about the free throws. He just, he gave you, just does not seem to be shaken by it at all. It's like, I just have to hit the next two. And and he's a a true bucket getter. That's what they do, man. Like, they just, they just keep on trucking. That's all it is. Just keep on trucking, man. You, you miss some, some free throws or whatever the case may be. Um, You just say, hey, it's not, it's not me. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, I'll bounce back. This is what I do. And that's not always easy to do. You know, it's always that's, and I, I think even if he says that, he's a human being. Like he's gonna feel some type of way. He's gonna mm-hmm. it's gonna be on his mind a little bit. I remember one time I heard I think Dirk said it. Uh, Dirk was like, anybody that tells you, it, you know, in clutch situations, game on the line or whatever, it tells you that they don't get nervous at the free throw line. It's crazy. It's crazy talk. We all get nervous. What? separates us from others is we're able to overcome our nervousness and calm down and do the things that we've worked on hundreds of thousands of times. And that's why we can make our free throws uh, in those clutch situations. Did you have a routine? Mm-hmm. Like I know people who yeah, like not, not, not the, like, did you, I know someone who like would have a song in their head. I used to, I used to rap a song. This was junior college. I used to sing a song at the line. Almost like, and this is the only thing I do like this guy, almost like Carl Malone. Remember he used to talk to himself mm-hmm. in the line? Uh, I'd, I, there was a song I'd always sing. It was like a rap song, so I'd be rapping or whatever. And just something. Would, your, would it just be in your head or would your no, lips be moving? No, it was the same song every time. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, no I mean. Moving. Yeah, you can yeah. see it. If we were on NBC or ABC mm-hmm. or whatever, you would they'd you zoom been. in and they'd see me, my mouth moving. Hmm. I stopped that for ran- random reasons. I, I just didn't like the song anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no. um, it was an Eminem I, song, wasn't it? <laughs> no, actually, it wasn't. It was another song. Oh man! Every time you make that stupid face, we know who it is. <laughs> He's singing songs that got songs out in the box. Boy out there singing his, "Step in the Name of Love." It wasn't one of his singing songs, though. He had a little rap song. Hold on, let's carry at the free throw line. Is he singing? Is he singing what I think uh, he's singing? Feeling on your booty wow. at the free throw line. <laughs> What remix is this feeling on your booty? <laughs> but um, yeah, Awful. I used to do that for a while, and then I just kind of stopped. I, I've changed my routine. I don't know, maybe three times in my life. Routine, like like the actual yeah, like, like motions of dribbling. Yeah, and- it used to be like five dribbles, left foot in front, and I'd step into. It. There was one time when uh, I would make it like I'm stepping into a shot. Mm. So my left foot would be up, right foot back, do my little three, four dribbles. And then I'd step into it like a normal shot. Mm. And I, I shot the ball well, but I think it was Kobe at one time. He used to put the right foot in front. Vince Carter would do it too. Right foot would be in line with the center of the basket. And that's how I end up shooting. And and the left foot would be back. And you shoot that way. And that's what I've been doing forever now. And you got a routine you tried out and you just walked up, missed it. It's like, I'll never hit another free throw again if I tried this routine. Uh,. Yeah, there's been a couple like that. I don't remember what it was, but I remember like, you know, I'm going to try something different. And I tried it, and it just didn't feel right, and I probably missed. And I was like, yes, I'm going back to what I know. Going back to the goods. So 
Malik, all these guys, they got the routine. The one thing I would always say to De'Aaron, and he did a better job of it for a little bit, but then he got away from it, is he don't leave his free throw, his follow through up at the line. He'll like shoot, put it down, do all that. And I'm like, man. And, and he, he was actually doing that while he was shooting good from the free throw mm-hmm. line. So something about it worked. Why is that so important? Because it's the number one thing, coaches, like you hear that all of the time. You got to follow through. Why is that so important? Because yeah, if your mechanics are correct, you'll see that shot all the way through with the follow through. Like if you just kind of push it or you put it down, it could go either way. It could go mm-hmm. long, short, left, right. But if you follow through, you, you target and your mechanics are focused on the correct mechanics of the shot. So does he push the ball off of his hand? He kind of snaps it. Mm-hmm. Like he he doesn't he does that on his like shot it goes too. up and then just like snaps forward. Like, it looks like like I've never seen it in slow motion, but it looks like he doesn't extend his arm like this. He just kind of snaps it like that, snaps it like that, like Papa shot. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, out there playing Papa yeah. shot at the, at the free and, throw and line. when he's really cooking from beyond the arc, he leaves that follow through up mm-hmm. and cashes out. So mainly though for that um, for that free throw. Especially if he's struggling. Like, you can do all that if you're feeling good mm-hmm. and you're hitting the shots. But whenever you're struggling from the line, I always think, all right, let me get back to the basics. Let me get back to what I need to do. Legs, leave my follow-through up all the way through so I can get back to how I got to the point where I was making good free throws or making consistent free throws before. Uh, Mike Brown and Keegan Murray also spoke over the weekend. We'll talk about what they said. Will Z's going to join us at the bottom of the hour. We'll preview this game against Atlanta by the numbers, and then we'll talk to our man James Ham as we get ready for the Kings and the Hawks tonight. Uh, here, so much more ahead on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. Damn technology doing me dirty. They can't ever get these blender things right. They can't. Why is it so hard? It's a blender. I have no idea. Um, got got two doors for you real quick. Okay. Um, do you want to go more Kings talk, or do you want to actually talk about like the rest of the playoff games that happen? Mm. Well, Will Z's going to join us in like uh, thirteen at the bottom of the hour. So let's okay. let's let's do football. Okay. Um, Chiefs Bills was a great game. Oh, I was incredible. It was a great game. Great, absolutely theater. incredible. Um. Feel bad for the kicker, man. Feel bad for that's tough. I feel, man. I the Nance just called it so perfectly. Hit him with the wide right. Worst words in Mm. Buffalo. Oh man, man, that was a hell of a call. I think Sean McDermott is going to get fired. Really? Yeah. Yeah, You've been you've been pretty consistent with that. It's time. So so McDermott gets fired. What's going on with all this coaching stuff? So, so that's a that, that might be the most desirable job, right? Uh, Overtures, like yeah. You know, and so, oh, Bill don't have to go very far. What's been, what was going on all all weekend with Bill? Second interviews. The Falcons said it's his if he wants it. Yeah, Harbaugh. Now, there's more. Harbaugh's steam. with uh, the Chargers now. The, with, like he's, meet he's with them. He's meeting with them again. So there was a lot of steam. Or over has the met with them again about a lot of people feeling like Harbaugh might go back. I asked you that the other day, and you were like, no, no, no. It's getting louder and louder. Well, I don't so know why that would be. It, well, well, he probably wants certain things from the Chargers. To, well, a couple of things. Um, how truly appealing is the Chargers job from a football standpoint? 
the Falcons job is not appealing. And to some people it is appealing. The Falcons job, yeah. not to me. A lot of people not feel like they're a coach and a quarterback away. That's exactly that, what they are. That feels like a lot. Well, so the, so well, the coach, if you're Harbaugh, you're the coach. And then if you go, like, you can go get a quarterback. It's not that. You said that like it was nothing. Like, you run into the store but and you, you don't, grab it. You don't, need, you don't need one of the top quarterbacks. You need somebody better than Ritter. Son, Kirk Cousins, boom, you're done. NFC, Cousins, NFC South champs right there, boom. Kirk Cousins even going to be ready? Huh? Is Kirk Cousins going to be ready? Oh, no. Yeah. Was it Achilles? Achilles. Yeah, it's Achilles. Yeah. Well, Aaron hmm. Rodgers. Maybe you trade for Justin Fields? Well, I have just. I think he is. I'm just asking. I have Justin Fields he going to he the Raiders. He is in December. We know that. <laughs> I was like, AP, hey, go get. Uh... Aren't there other quarterbacks going to be available too? Uh, I, don't I don't know. know. We, that, we could go over that in I March. Know. I mean, you got the draft here, but. Um, or he may have gotten word on what the sanctions are and thought, you know, <laughs> it's not so bad. It's not so bad at all. I'd be surprised if he went back to Michigan. I'd be, I'd really be surprised. I, you know what? Nothing. Nothing he does would surprise me. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. I get my jokes off about Jim Harbaugh. His, his, I think John is just one of the best coaches. And I think Jim is too. Like Jim is an incredible coach. Um, he'll succeed wherever he goes, I think. I think so. Whether that's Los Angeles or Michigan. I doesn't feel like Atlanta's really – in the running, but if you're correct about Buffalo, I don't think you are. But if you're correct about Buffalo, yeah, that, you, that's an appealing uh, job. Well, anything stick out to you with that game last night? Man, it's tough to bet against Patrick Mahomes. That's that's the that team flipped game. the switch yesterday. Yeah, Everything that they looked like in the regular season was not the case yesterday. That's the that is the number one thing that stands out to me is you just cannot you cannot count out Patrick Mahomes, and if you have the chance to put them away. You better do it because it's that it's that it's that Jordan Kobe thing where if you're if 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 you're the opposing team and you're up two, you probably just lost. Mm. I I picked Buffalo to win this game, mm-hmm. um, but I, I thought it was a fifty fifty game. You know, I thought I thought it was pretty close. One of the things that worried me about Buffalo was if they were going to be good enough on the defensive end due to all the injuries that they had to be able to stop Kansas City. And they really couldn't. And Sean McDermott knew it too. That's why he went for a fake punt on his, like, 25. Right. Like, they couldn't stop him. So, I don't really um, I don't really get on Twitter during games. I just – I'm trying to enjoy the game. I, I opened uh, up Twitter and saw you tweet something about a call, a horrible call. I bet Mahomes isn't complaining about that one. Was that the pass interference call? Uh, that yes, the like yes. the play across the yes. middle. You thought that was the wrong call? Yeah, because it wasn't ball. Pa- it wasn't pass interference because it was within five yards, and the, the ball, ball wasn't in the air. Hand. Okay, it was really close. I get why the officials called it the way that they did because it was really close to the ball being in the air when they showed the replay. I thought it was still in Patrick Mahomes' hands, mm-hmm. and. I don't maybe maybe that's not a review thing. I guess, yeah, I guess not. But I thought, oh man, I don't I don't think that's it. It was undeniably like contact. Mm-hmm. Uh just I it's just a matter of whether the ball was in the air or not. The officials determined it was. I think the replay says it wasn't. Yeah. Um it was kind of clear too. 
Like it wouldn't to me. It wasn't even really close. Mm-hmm. But we got the advantage of of replay. Mm-hmm. So there's that. But when you watch the replay, like it, it, it looked like close. it in his hands. Yeah, it was clearly in his hands. I still don't think you should be able to do that. Like that's a well. <laughs> I guess we shouldn't talk about rule changes before we get to the stretching <laughs> well, across the end zone hey, play. Uh, Buckfather in the in the chat. I'm sorry, what? Buckfather, that's his name. Okay. I <laughs> just wanted to be clear. <laughs> that's his name. He had a, just a terrible take. He said it was a great game. Don't change the fumble in the end zone rule to touchback. Great wrinkle in the game. No, that's the worst take, Buckfather. The rule is fine. That rule's terrible. No, it's, no, it's not. It's not. Okay. Just don't fumble um, it out the end zone. Show you, oh, Jesus. That is show your face. That... Why? Why is? Why do you think the rule is fine? Because you fumbled. You fumbled it out of the other team's end zone. Um, America. You, I don't know. I don't know what his real name is, but his name is America's Musty on Twitter or whatever. America's he, Musty. Yeah, he's. You no, know, I think we all follow him or whatever. He does. Um. <laughs> He, he, no, I, I'll show you. I don't I think I follow. You should. You should. That's his, that's, his, that's his nickname on Twitter or whatever. But he said, too, it's almost like like in the NFL or whatever, like you're guarding your end zone. If someone fumbles like their ball in the end zone, you're trying to um like guard or whatever, and it goes through, that's just your ball. Like, like, I, like, like it, the rule is fine to me. If it fumbles out the sideline, that's fine. Keep it. But you fumbled it out the other team's end zone. Like, that's their ball back. Well, that, that's, why? But, yeah, that's, that's the Well, why is it? Why, why do you get the ball back? No sense. If it goes if it, out of the end zone, it's out of bounds. It's like out if of you, bounds. If you but it's out of the end zone. It's different. It's not just the sideline. It's the end zone. But it's Which is out of bounds. I see it the other way. If it you fumble out the end zone. Did Dan Orlowski run out of bounds or did he run out of the end zone? Well, that's a safety, though. The ball wasn't It's this, But it's the same thing. Like if me, it's yeah. it's an end zone is out of bounds, out of bound, out of the end zone is out of bounds. It's the same thing. If you fumble the ball out of bounds and you get to keep it, you should be able to keep it if you fumbled it through the end zone. I think it should be different if it's the end zone. The end zone is different. Like you're trying to guard that, you're trying to score on that, and all that. Like it's just different. It's and not we're the acting sideline. like it's going 20 yards through the end zone. It could just go on the side of the pylon and go right to the sideline. And then especially if the defense almost did nothing to to do anything. Now yesterday they, they hit the ball out. But we've seen plenty of times where the guy is reaching for the pylon and tries to grip the ball, mm-hmm. loses it, and it goes – like, defense didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. That's tough. That's the rule. Don't fumble it. But Bill Belichick taught so, his players. Okay. Don't reach so, for it. Yeah, shout out to Bill Belichick. Stop reaching until the, the rule is changed, which apparently will be in a, about a month. <laughs> but stop – why players still do that is, like, I'll the risk-reward is – it's not enough. I'll tell you why. Because that play rarely ever happens. Mm. I bet you. I bet you. In a moment where your score puts the game away, potentially puts the game away, man, you can't. You can't reach right there. We see. We see. Like fifty times more, somebody reach, hold on to the ball, break the plane, touchdown. <laughs> like we see that multiple times all game. We see that ball go through the end zone. Once every four or five games, I still think the rules should be better changed. Not, better not be but, one but of But that's the ones, reason man. why you reach out there because 97% of the time it gets you to touchdown and not the turnover. Yeah, that rule needs to be changed. Definitely, Jesse. Disagree. It's, Just don't fumble it out the end zone. <laughs> um, there was something else from – oh, from that game. Jason Kelsey, <laughs> boy, Jason Kelsey. <laughs> Jason he Kelsey was, was having a good time. He, I, I, I didn't see it till this morning, but the video of him 
jumping out of the suite to hang out with Bill's Mafia is stunning. <laughs> Not because he's a big dude with his shirt off and it's cold and all of that, and he's with Bill's fans. None of that. He's got, like, Tim's on. He jumps onto essentially what is a sheet of ice, and it could have gone so, so bad. And thank God it didn't. But he just catapults himself out of the suite. He's hanging out with everybody. He picks up the little girl to wave at Taylor Swift. Like Jason Kelsey is, he's he's something else. He is, man. That was he's that something was, else. And then, and his tweet was awesome. He was I like, I, I, tweet. he was like, I love Buffalo. That was an incredible environment. What incredible fans, incredible people. And then I think he attached a a screenshot of his of his daughter. Uh, I don't I don't know if she was texting uh, who or like something that said. Uh, so and so says dad's boobs are out again. <laughs> well, that was the other funny thing. Every time they go to show Taylor Swift, he'd still be in the back with the shirt off. And why <laughs> does Tony Romo think Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey are married? Like he what said, happened? he said they show a clip of of that. Well, you know, they get the they get the camera shot of Taylor Swift, yeah. and then there's you know Jason behind, you know, chugging a beer with his shirt off. And he goes, oh, there's your brother-in-law right behind you. Like, Tony, I don't think they're married. <laughs> what are you doing, bro? That's hilarious. Oh, speaking, of, speaking of going out to the snow, I went to the snow yesterday. I, I saw that. That's good stuff. Happy, happy belated birthday to Sherlin L. Grove. Big yes, ups to indeed. her. Yes, indeed. Where's our air? <laughs> shout out to, to everybody I asked because I didn't really know where to go, right? And I wasn't trying to go to Tahoe mm-hmm. because there was – chain um advisories like you had to have the chain mm. um it was supposed to you know severe storms all this other mm. stuff i was like man i ain't trying to go out there there looked like there was a window where nothing was going to happen mm-hmm. i was like all right man let me go out to the snow mm-hmm. well that window didn't happen it rained the entire time i'm driving up there with no all-wheel drive i'm stressed out i'm pissed off but we got up there and it that was, was a little time. louder than i thought sorry it <laughs> <laughs> was a little we, a little bit louder than we I got expected. up there. We went to to Nyack or whatever. Went up there. We had a good time. I was warm. Everything was good. good. I had. Good. And I was like, man, you look you know, warm. I, yeah, I had some. I had some stuff on. I was like, this stuff really works. Then I got home, and I just kind of remembered as I was taking things off. I think I had like six layers of clothes on, as you should. So, what was the temperature? It wasn't even that cold. It was like thirty five or something. Oh, like that. I mean, well, that's cold, but yeah, I guess. Yeah. All things considered, snow was great. How long were how how long was the drive? It was about an hour, maybe an hour and fifteen minutes up eighty. Did you take your car? No, we had okay. rented a, a van or whatever um, for the weekend because we were doing. We went to Fresno on Saturday, so uh, my oh, car probably would have held better because I got all wheel drive on that one. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, man, it was a good time. Man, Reese loved it. Ryan, That's awesome. Loved it at the beginning, not so much towards yeah, the end. Yeah, definitely didn't love what she posted on social media. <laughs> she was not Ryan a fan was of that. Through with us, she was done. She's like, "Let me go watch Pink Fong in the car." No? I'm done. No, but we had a good no. time, man. Good time with everybody. Well, happy birthday to Cheryl. Um, you know, it would be a great way to celebrate lemon cake. Well, lemon cake would be a tremendous way to celebrate facts. your birthday. Facts. And I can't believe that those words are coming out of my mouth. But you, I've remember, had that lemon cake. I think Jesse did we, did we have a discussion about that before you had it? You were like, yeah. "That sounds that's ridiculous." ridiculous. Yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. And then I had it, and it was like, lemon "Nope, cake, there's bomb. nothing ridiculous about this." Bomb. 
Let's bring in Willsey. Willsey, your take on lemons. <laughs> oh, I love it. Your take, on lem- your take on lemons is a dessert. Great. Um, definitely has its moments. Refreshing. Nice way to end a meal. Okay. Depends on what the other food is, but yeah, yeah, I love food. So it feels like it only has talk about food all the time. Only like, one moment. That's the cake. The cake. Yeah, no, I don't. They don't have any other moment where I want lemon as a dessert. Kenny, uh, you are the lemon Oreo aficionado. Uh, that's a good point. The well, lemon Oreo is pretty good. So well, maybe two. Does frozen lemonade count as dessert? No. To me, no. Well, what is that? Why, then? It's a drink. Yeah, <laughs> but it's frozen. You eat it like an ice cream. It's frozen lemonade. Yeah, it's, a it's got a spoon. See, Willie knows. Spoon. Yeah. Throw that on the list. That's not dessert. Throw that on the list. No, frozen lemonade is not dessert. <laughs> what are you are you having frozen lemonade as dessert? Bro, they sell that. Yeah, like you go to the amusement parks, they have like frozen well, they sell lemonade. a lot of stuff. It doesn't mean it's nah, dessert. You just, you just haven't gotten to that point yet. Trust me. It'll change your life. <laughs> All right. Our man Will Z, WillZstats.com, uh, <laughs> kind enough to join us. Will, it's been quiet. Uh, for a couple of days here for our beloved Sacramento Kings, but they're back on the floor uh, tonight uh, against the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, DeAndre Hunter out. Trey Young out. Uh, anything? And and let's start here. This is a team. This will remind me, Mike Brown said something over the weekend about offense in the league. The Hawks might be one of the best examples of offense in 2024 in the NBA, they're scoring a ton of points, Will, but they're giving up a ton more. Uh, this feels like a game that could be ripe for going bad for Sacramento if they go through one of those cold stretches. Yeah, it definitely is. So the Hawks come into the game with the 12th ranked offense and the 26th ranked 26th, 26th ranked defense. You got it. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> yeah, I got there in the it's end. It's Monday, baby. You're um, good. So it's. Very similar to the Pacers, just less extreme. I I think I'm more scared of them without Trey Young. I don't know if that's just me, uh, Damian. I'm kind of like you. I just I don't like his game that much. Mm. I think that the Hawks play a little better without him. I think that you can kind of exploit him on the defensive end. So without him out there tonight, I I don't know what to make of them. They've only played three games without him. They're two and one in those games, mm. but. Yeah, I mean, as a team, they definitely give up a lot of points. They score points. With the way the Kings have been playing and the results, I don't even know if I feel confident knowing those numbers, well, see, which is a little sad. Well, then it's, it's, I was going to ask you about that, so you kind of talked about it. Like, what, what do the numbers say about how they play without Trey Young? Are, are they a different type of team? Are they less explosive offensively? Like, what, what, is, what does that say? Yeah, they're just more balanced, I think. I went back and looked at all the box scores of those three games, and in each game they have five different players in double figures. Uh, DeJounte Murray, his stats go up. His assists go up. So Murray takes a lot of the responsibilities that Trey has on a game-to-game basis, and you see his assists go up from five to ten in the games without Trey Young, which obviously Trey Young obviously has those assists. But they just have kind of everyone doing a little bit of everything. So five players in the first game without Trey, they had 32. Jalen Johnson, 16. DeAndre Hunter, 16. Obviously out tonight. Bogdan, 17. Sadiq Bey, 19. Hmm. Another game, 16, 24, 20, 15. 
And then the third one, 22, 14, 17, 15, 11, they become, in my eyes, just a, everyone kind of picks up the slack for what Trey isn't giving. They become more and complete. And that scares me. Mm-hmm. They become more And complete. that scares me for yeah. the Kings because then you have to go from focusing on one player to focusing on a lot of players, which is kind of what hurt them against the Pacers. Trey's nice, man, but he's a player I really struggle with. Same. And I, I just don't get it. I don't I, know why he's good. His stats are good. I just, I don't, I don't know. I can't buy it until I see him do more. And the Hawks, I like their roster. It's weird. Their roster, no. So, so <laughs> I think those two things you said, if you just combine them into one sentence, you're right. The Hawks roster is weird. I don't under I I've never understood this roster since they've put it together over the course of that you know they've tinkered with it a little bit but really really since the bogey trade I I or bogey acquisition I should say I don't understand this roster or what they're trying to accomplish Just shoot like the, the lights out every of, night I guess Yeah they seem like the epitome of oh, we'll make it work and 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 and, and, it, and it did works. and it did and then it didn't. Yep. Yeah, and they seem yep. to they seem to have a lot of guys, just like a lot of talent. You know, what I mean, they got a lot mm-hmm. of talented guys. Like, you go up and down that roster. I think Kings fans and people who follow the team be like, yeah, I take that guy on this roster. I take mm-hmm. that guy. I take oh, this yeah. guy. Mm-hmm. So they got a lot of talent, but as far as it being cohesive and working together, um, they haven't been able to. They haven't been able to find that 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 point yet. And I, you know, the guy takes the responsibility for it because, you know, he's he's the guy getting paid the big bucks and he's a star. But you know, Trey Young, I think some of that is on him. Some of it is it just not working. Uh, I'm more of a Trey Young apologist than, than maybe you guys are, but mm-hmm. um, he's he's a he's a big time big time player, and I mm-hmm. see him out of there, and I know they become more balanced. But that's one less top-level guy that you got to worry about. So um, the Kings have to take advantage of that. Yeah. And there's well, – Go ahead, yeah. Will. Sorry. Oh, it's, all right. Um, it's just one of those things. Looking back at the box score, the, I think the other reason that I'm scared about tonight is how much the Kings got hurt on the offensive glass. The Hawks are – the best offensive rebounding team in the league. In the last matchup, they won the offensive rebound battle 18 to five and the second chance points 26 to 11. We saw the Kings kind of clawed their way back into the game with some improved defense in the second half and shooting, but the Hawks are going to rebound the heck out of the ball, especially Clint Capella. He leads the league in offensive rebounds with I think 4.5. So it's just something where the Kings' physicality is a big topic all year. Offensive rebounds are kind of a telling stat in hustle and physicality and will be something I'm watching really close tonight. I don't think the Kings will win either of those stats, but they can't lose by 15 or so second-chance points again, I don't think. Uh, have you have you dove into Kevin Herter's numbers at all? He's obviously been playing much, much better uh, as mm-hmm. of late, what do what does uh, Kevin Herter's recent game tell us about uh, the Kings and the way they're playing? Yeah, it's such a disappointment that it's coincided with the losing because mm-hmm. it just doesn't have that same feel. But he shot 15 of 27 from three-point range in the last three games. Mm-hmm. 
and it looks like it did last year. He's coming off those Sabonis screens, and he's hitting that shot above the arc. And it's not just the three-point shooting, but he's really got his two-point game going as well. So in those same three games, he's shooting 76.9% on his two-point field goals. And just to remind everyone, he shot a career-high 60% on his two-point attempts last season and was such an underrated part of the Kings' offense with hitting pretty much everywhere on the court. And his little two-man game was Sabonis with either him getting that mid-range shot or the little floater or dumping it off to Sabonis. It feels like that's really come back the last few games and that the Kings are drawing up plays for those two specifically to kind of get them a little more volume with that play type. I hope his hot shooting continues because they're a different team when he can get going. And hopefully Mm -hmm. that spawns the rest of these, hopefully the rest, you know, the the time off that they got spawns the rest Mm -hmm. of these guys to kind of get back to looking like themselves. I know Fox had 27 or something the other day or 24 24. or something like that. Uh, But he hasn't, he hasn't really looked, like himself consistently yep. mm-hmm. uh, over the last couple of weeks. So hopefully maybe a little time off, a little time away uh, helps him out a little bit. And then I also thought Malik Monk was starting to slow down a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. and, and maybe the, the grind of um, being asked to carry, you know, more the the weight of the offense mm-hmm. was starting to wear him down just a little bit. And maybe this rest and just reevaluating and decompressing a little bit gets him back to the Malik Monk that we saw, you know, for the majority of the season. You know, that first game after a long uh, time off could be a <laughs> – There it is. There it is. Kings Kings in trouble. Kings are in trouble. Oh, Before they even gosh. step on the floor. No. Will, you got a swing stat for us? Yeah, it's going to be made free throws. So, the Hawks, uh, Trey Young leads them with 8.2 free throw attempts per game. Uh, after that, you drop down to DeAndre Hunter with 3.1. He's not playing tonight either. So after that, it's DeJounte Murray with 2.9. They just don't have multiple guys that are high-volume free-throw shooters. And the Kings obviously have been struggling with their free-throw percentage. So it's kind of a game of can the Kings get to the line enough, even if they don't have the percentage that we all want, can they just get that raw volume? up to beat the Hawks in a way that they aren't going to get to the line. So total made free throws for the night. Okay. Total made free throws. Okay. All right. Good you t- you you mentioned, you know, Mike brought up Malik's playing time. He brought up De'Aaron's too, because I think he was asked about like if De'Aaron's banged up or anything like that. And Mike was like, I've played De'Aaron a lot more minutes than I want to. And he was like, quite honestly, I've played Malik a lot more minutes than I've wanted to. Yeah. So I think there's 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 a level of a, a very high level of validity to what you just said about Malik slowing down. It's like mm-hmm. Mike recognized it. He's yeah. like, we're just we're we're in these tight games. We're we're putting ourselves in a position where all of these games become fights, and I got to have those guys out there. Well, the other aspect of that too is he, they ain't got no help. Mm. If maybe well, he could play too. some other guys yeah. more minutes, yeah, he could pull back on those guys' minutes. But he's their only hope. Having Malik and um, and Fox and Sabonis and even Keegan playing 38 minutes a night. Which is why, why it's so important for Herter to play the way that he exactly. has been. Exactly. Yeah. What do you guys think of Malik being the only guard that plays off the bench? Um. Yeah, Mike is just clearly out on Davion and Keon. I don't Tough. know, man. 
Like he he's, I feel like he's been out on Davion for a while. Uh, mm-hmm. Keon, I don't, I don't, I'm Hurts not. Me. Maybe it's yeah, maybe maybe it's new. I don't know. I'm not sure what it is with Keon, but uh, those guys aren't doing something that Mike Brown wants them to do, and I think this is the result of it. Yeah. Meanwhile, yeah. we were and screaming for Malik to play more, and, Mike, Mike, <laughs> and Mike's like, "Hey, maybe we should chill out here a little bit." <laughs> Uh, oh, yeah. Will, great to see you, my friend. Uh, it'll be a couple of days before we talk to you again, but we're uh, we're excited to uh, to follow you along with Kings basketball tonight, and hopefully some of these numbers are positive for us this time. Thanks, guys. Hope so, too. So, Thank man, Will Z, appreciate you, buddy. Head over to willzstats.com to read the complete preview uh, for tonight's game and stick around. James Ham will join us when we return here. Real quick, when we come back, I'm going to open that other door, that other bas- Kings discussion. I wanted to ask you about. Okay. We'll do that next here. I'm Sacramento Sports Leader, ESPN 1320. Scooter's asking why I have so many smoothies, so many drinks. I just don't like eating during the show. That's all it is. My man's can I just can't. No, 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 I'm just, yeah, it's just easy for me to do the liquids. And it's a it's a health thing, too. I like, I got tired of drinking these green juices. This, I can't by drink the way, vegetables. This, this, I got, I got this blender. You charge it with a USB. Got it on Amazon. Yeah, don't buy this. Oh, no. This is trash. I guess we won't be selling to them. No, this is absolute trash. Sitting here, drink, I'm chewing my smoothie. Dan was scooping a smoothie with a spoon while you were going. facts. Yeah, this is, yeah, according to Jesse's logic, this is dessert. This is dessert. (laughs) This is my frozen lemonade right here. Don't disrespect the frozen lemonade. Hey, I'm sure. Get you a Blendjet. Shout out to Blendjet. They do some good stuff. Now, I've seen your smoothies. Those didn't look very smooth either. No, they were. It just took, I had to find the right amount that I could put in and it would still, you know, blend it. Cause sometimes yeah, it would just stop. Puts, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. too much or whatever, too chunky, whatever. But, uh, I need to blend it at home in the Vitamix, put it in this, bring this, put it in the refrigerator and then mm. blend it before I drink See, it. The thing like with one me time. is I don't want to drink, uh, vegetables. I, I do. I love, I love the fruit smoothies. I'd rather drink vegetables. What you gotta I'd, do is throw the fruit smoothie in there, but throw some spinach in there after or not after while, like when you blend it. That'll help. I think this, I just I, like spinach. I'll just eat the spinach. I've gotten so tired of drinking that juice that I threw an orange in here, and it's made it so much more. Took it to another level? Yeah, it's like this it works for me. This works for me. Let's get Jeremy in here because this is what everybody is tuned in for the day after the two days after the 49ers advance to the NFC Championship is to talk Smoothie about. Smoothie talk. Smoothies. Uh, what's up, Jeremy? What's up? I had to check in with my guys. It's been a minute. Um Dude, honestly, you got to get some acai in that smoothie. Hey, there you go. Uh, I'm with that. Uh, yeah, I'm yeah, with that. That's, uh, that's, the, that's the fire. Um, so, uh, Kings, they need to get a win tonight. I think they will. Um, it's just the midseason. Everybody's head is everywhere. I think this team is going to be good. If, even if they keep the same team, I think they. Uh, I think once everything's just uh, lined up, it'll be better. And then Niners, come on, man. Brock Purdy, let's go. Joe Montana, what, he didn't have Jerry Rice, he didn't have Ronnie Lott, he didn't have, uh, I mean, obviously Ronnie Lott was on defense, but he didn't have, like, John Taylor, he didn't have Roger Craig, like, who did Joe Montana, he didn't throw it to nobody, right? Uh, Steve Young, he didn't throw it to nobody, oh, he didn't have Terrell Owens, he didn't have uh, Jerry Rice as well, obviously. Tell him, Jeremy. Uh, Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Like, what what are these people thinking? Like, how do you, like, just on Brock Purdy, Brock Purdy is... 
pretty freaking good. Yeah, I did that. Um, anyway, yeah, you 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 lose points for the for the cheesy the cheesy analogy. Of, hey, hey, but you're cooking. Jeremy was cooking right there. He's right. Well, <laughs> he's right. He was right though. He was right. He's hey, do what he got to do out here, boy. Show some respect to Brock Purdy. And you know what? You don't have to show respect. This is what I keep saying. I really mean it. I really mean it. I really mean it. Killer Cam, Dipset. I don't care what you say about Brock Purdy. I don't care what Ryan Clark says. I don't care what you think about Brock Purdy. I don't give a damn. I just want the 49ers to win the Super Bowl. Well, it's just like, what are you arguing? Because it's like, is Brock Purdy a good quarterback? Yes. All right, we're good then. <laughs> yeah. Is he well, good I enough for the even Niners? If you, even if you say no, it's like well, it's right, like man. is he good enough for the Niners to get to the Super Bowl? Yeah, I think you could say so. They're in the NFC Championship back it's to back. Just, like it's like just stop making it so they difficult. Do, they do so many gymnastics to just get around saying like, yeah, he's good. Like it's it's always got to be the the players he has, the coach, the system. The he's not really good. He's just in it. All right, all right, man. whatever. This <laughs> whatever. I don't I don't care. Speaking of Brock Purdy haters, we got Ramsey on the line. Oh, let's get Ramsey. He's it's either random. Ramsey doesn't really call to hate on anybody, so he's got some random reference. I, I okay. I bet you I know what it is. I bet you I know oh, what I know, it is. I know exactly uh, what it is. Okay, hold on one second, everybody. Yeah, fast. Ramsey, what's up? What's up, boy? Let me. What do you think I'm? No, 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 no. I ain't gonna tell you until you say it. We got to give a shout out. We got to give flowers to Tara. Oh. <laughs> so we had, I was like, oh, damn, we had the right for I thought she was gonna go Caitlin Clark and what happened? Uh nah. uh, uh was it Ohio State? Ohio State. Yeah. yeah did you, it was did Ohio you see? State, but nah, we gotta get we gotta get flowers to Tara Vanderveer uh, for absolutely. being yeah, the winning the one. coach in all of basketball. That's yeah, amazing. Regard, no regardless of gender. That's yeah. amazing. I mean Gino's close, but Tara's Tara's there now. Well, well, I mean, well, well hold on. Okay. Gino, Gino. I'm not, what, what do you, hold, hold yeah, on, hold mean? on, Ramsey. What do you mean Gino's close? Yeah. Close? I think he's like 10 or 15. Oh, okay. You mean just wins wide, like wins actually? Wise. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Cause I, no, I think Gino. I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about comparing to, I'm talking about just record, just record number of wins. Got I, got got you. I got, got you. you. I got you. Yeah. I got you. I got you. Appreciate you, Ramsey. Damn it. Almost as soon as it said props, I said, "Oh, oh no, Tara. Tara!" That's a yeah. new game we're playing, though. By the way, guess rank, guess yeah. what Ramsey wants. That, that, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> nah, it's that's a good call. I thought for sure. I saw the Caitlyn video again this morning, uh, and I was like, well, "He's gonna call." Ramsey's gonna call about the Caitlyn. What you think play. about that video? What do you mean? Did oh, you don't do that. Hold on. What do you mean? No, I didn't see it. Pull it up for the class, though. What do you mean, Caitlyn? Caitlyn. Oh, don't do that. I saw the video, Don't man. do that. Kayla, you saying she sold it? I would just, I'll let you see it again. They have a couple angles. I know you've seen it, but I, 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 I saw well, I'm slow a, it down. So to be like, fair, damn, like, to be fair, oh, here's the. What are we watching for? Okay, wait a minute. I just saw the <laughs> slow version. So hold on. <laughs> Come on, man. Hold on. Hold on. So I'm going to show you the video I saw. Uh-huh. This this is this, this is, is the same one I saw first too. This is the only video I saw. Yeah. Until like 2 seconds ago. I saw this uh, one first too. So here's boom right there. You see them right there. Uh oh, Caitlin's she's selling it. It's not funny, she's but down. it's funny after you see nope. the second well, video. That's okay. Okay, here it is. Boom. Oh god. All right. Yep. She took a She got Oh god, they go to protect her. <laughs> Completely Hold on. unintentional, Hold on. by the way. The Hold on. Lady just... Hold on. I think I just saw this for the first time. Hold on. Why? <laughs> Wait. 
Watch this. Hold on. Did you see the arena? The arena worker with the teammate. teammate. Yeah. Watch, watch, watch this right here. Watch this person right here. And get out of the way. Oh, no. Wow. Okay. So, Caitlin Clark. uh, uh, Oh, that wasn't the teammate, actually. That was Ohio State player. Regardless, she went to help. Uh, So, uh, Caitlin Clark collided with a, a fan and, who was storming the court in Ohio State. And much like you, I saw that one first. It's like, damn, so, that's crazy. And I, and then, you know, the lady that collided with her it was purely accidental, yep. it seemed like, at least. And I was like, oh, man, that's unfortunate, man. That sucks. And then so, I saw this one. This is in slow motion, and here she comes, phone in the air. There's Caitlin over here. This video is in slow motion, and... Oh, <laughs> Caitlin! <laughs> Did Caitlin take a Man, bump? Modern day Ric Flair. Look at that cell right there. Caitlin took a bump. Oh, that's amazing. Oh, that is amazing. Oh, man, she did. She did the Ric Flair flop. That's a flop. That's attacking, attacking a fine going her way. Oh, man, that is incredible. Now, to, to be fair, it looks a lot different in slow motion than it did, yeah. you know, at full speed. Yeah, I saw, you know, full speed. Like I was like, oh, that was vicious. That was that was crazy. And and there is contact made for people on the radar. So there's yeah, contact. No, so yeah, no. It's not like nothing happened, but it, it there, really there, didn't there, seem like it looked like two different videos. Let's put it that way. It, it's the spin and the fall down at the end that <laughs> yeah, makes it a flop. <laughs> like like you got fouled. You were hit, but like the extra, like that was extra right there. So I I, I don't know. I don't know what I think this is from NBC. Hold on. Here's a here. This is a, a full motion view. A full oh oh the spin. <laughs> the spin is a killer. Oh God. Oh Caitlin, you okay? Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Oh that is hilarious. Oh goodness! I'm glad everybody's okay. But it's the extra spin right there that, that she does that is very very funny. I had no idea those. Vi- I, I I did not know that was a thing. I only saw that one video. Yeah, that Caitlin. I hope everybody's okay. Caitlin's fine. And, she, and also, she wasn't even mad at the fans. She wasn't mad at nobody. And this also, was, was I didn't fun. I didn't know this uh, till two seconds ago. Mm-hmm. Happy birthday, Caitlin Clark! Happy twenty second birthday. <laughs> Happy Shout birthday, out to Caitlin. PTI. <laughs> Happy birthday, <laughs> Caitlin Clark. Also, also the anniversary of Kobe's eighty-one. Eighty-one, Ooh. Kobe Bean. Also, the anniversary. Of the, I knew it. Yeah, it happened yeah. Some my mom. So we were celebrating my mom's birthday. I guess the next day, because uh, her birthday's on the twenty-first. And yeah, we had cake and ice cream, and I remember seeing that. Yeah, man. I just knew when I was watching with my boys, he was gonna go for like seventy that night. <laughs> I just knew. What's a what's a bigger deal, Kobe dropping eighty one or LeBron being psychic? Well, LeBron, LeBron calling psychic. it. Yeah, yeah LeBron calling it. Um, like he didn't say LeBron. Kobe was going to go off. He said Kobe was going to go for seven. <laughs> like that's incredible. Do um, do you guys think we ever see like James is here? Like eighty five. Like somebody scoring more than that. I uh, I didn't think so. I didn't think we would. Um, man, I don't know, man. What's been? I don't know, man. What? We got to get that on there. Um, I, I agree. Uh, Sorry, James. What's what's been? The, so Booker at seventy. 
Booker had a fake 70. Dave, uh, Dave Young. Donovan had 71. Donovan had 71. Did Dame have 71? Did Dame, or Dame have, have a high, high 60? Maybe he did have 71. Because um, I remember, who did it? Like, somebody did something right after Donovan. Was it Luca? Uh, it wasn't Luca. No, nah, Dame did 71. Damn. Yeah, Dame did 71. He did do 71. It's crazy. Dame and Donovan both did 71. They did it, like, within two weeks of each other, I think. Too. Yeah. I'll say yes. Oh, man. That's tough. I don't count. Donovan's was so fake. Yeah, Donovan's or Booker? Uh, no, Booker's. Booker's. Yeah. Uh, book, uh, uh, Devin Booker. Devin Booker's was fake. Uh, let's get TC here real quick while James is logging in. Uh, 916-909-1320. TC, what's happening? Yes, sir. What's up with my two brothers? TC, what up, big dog? Man, just tapping in, man. Tapping in. The King's going to bounce back tonight, man. All right, for sure, all right. man. We, How much they winning by? Uh, I'm going to say seven. I'm going to give them seven tonight. Okay. We're I gonna, mean, I'll take it. Run with take, seven. I don't care if it's one. I'll take it. I know we need to win so bad, man. Look, check it out. And then as far as the Niners, we're going to keep it real short and simple. Check it out, man. That dude, hey, look, that dude almost got in his way again. Hey, he was bad on Saturday, TC. I ain't even going to lie to you. He was bad. He was bad. Now he got himself together on that last drive and got back under center and, and you know, dialed up some good stuff. But I ain't going to lie to you, TC. You know, I keep it a stack, man. I didn't like the way he caught that game on Saturday. Nah, man, we was up against the ropes, man. Seriously, so look, can't play that game this week, man. Playing with Dan Campbell and biting kneecaps, we'll mess around and lose, bro. I think, I think, uh, and I appreciate you, TC. I think that the the Forty ers I usually don't feel this way, but you know, I, I understand the sentiment. I saw uh, Teddy Bruschi uh, speaking yesterday. I think, and I've heard some of the Forty ers players talk about it. And I wonder what what, what you think, Dame, is. Um, they talked about how that was much needed for them, you know, to have that type of game, mm-hmm. to be able to answer the bell like that in a close game. They've been beating the hell out of teams when they win. And I think George Kittle was like, in the close games, we lose. And we needed to find a way to win a close game. Mm-hmm. They did that. They feel great about themselves now. And I think, you know, it's going to only breed confidence. Teddy Bruschi was also on uh, the Countdown show He's probably the only one I've heard say this because everybody else is like, oh, the Niners escaped and they didn't look good, all this other stuff. And Teddy Bruschi was like, that's exactly what they needed. Mm-hmm. They needed that type of mm-hmm. dig down, see if that's, you know, if you could do that in that type of moment, type of win. And he said, those are the type of wins that propel you mm-hmm. on a championship, on propel you on a Super Bowl road. Because now, yeah, I know we can get the blowouts, but now we can get the close games too. Feel great about it. So. I I I don't think either game like relates to each other. I think Sunday's going to be a completely different game than Saturday. But I do look at it as a little bit of a, a positive that they were able to come back, overcome the stuff that I talked about earlier, the, the tense nature of Niners empire, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it, and find a way to get that win. I I thought I thought that was a, a big win for them. Yeah, I I don't think anything bad can come out of a close game. You know, not talking about injuries, just talking about from like a a, a, a a psyche standpoint. I don't think anything bad can close game. And I think like you're talking about, like you could you can only gather positive mm-hmm. uh, because close game that you win, you could pick apart everything that's wrong and be fine with it. Mm-hmm. Hey guys, we got to do this better moving forward. We do this better moving forward. You lose that, you're not going over. Yeah, your locker. Right, so 
it's, it's negative can come out of winning a game. Even either it's a, a a one to seven, like none of that matters. The matter that you won, Forty ers won, and that's, that's all that matters. Get it done, and I, I, I've Forty Nine. James, James, it's working on on the the studio. Uh, Megan's good, but um, the Forty ers beat tenderly in the play. This specific team, but over the history of watching this team, I've seen them destroy teams and round. Lose round. I've seen them win close one round, lose the next round, or win another close game, or win decisively. Like there's no correlation outside of winning and losing, right? I know that's pretty pretty basic because if you lose, there's no other games to play. But this isn't the regular season. This isn't a situation where, like, oh man, we we didn't. You know, we need the style points. We need to feel better uh, after winning. Like, no. Did you see that team after they won? They felt great. They felt great, as they should. They won a game in the playoffs. They're moving on. Their season's still going on. The thing that I kept thinking about on Saturday was, and and I forget who it was, but a lot of coaches talk about this, and you get a chance to play another game. Like, that's what that's what's exciting. That's what's what, what makes people happy in those situations. You get a chance to play again. That's all it was, man. James a wild dude, man. We're going to get a chance to talk to James again because he's – down there under under the entire console, <laughs> unplugging stuff and plugging it back in. Hey, remember we were talking about Mike Florio Co. like last week or whatever, and how he always like talks these things up. He's like, "What are you talking? About? It's not going to happen." His tweet today: Brock Purdy revealed last week that the 49ers wanted Tom Brady to be the starter in 2023. Will the 49ers consider other options at QB in 2024 if they don't win the Super Bowl? <laughs> yes, this is what he does, dude. I, yo, Florio is wild. <laughs> and and Florio, look. Florio, who did? Oh, he had another one. He had, I just read one this uh uh where is this the one we were talking about Travis Kelsey? Oh, I heard about it. Bro, retiring. I didn't see that. Yeah, he had Travis Kelsey retiring. My, uh Michelle to Oh, Michelle I yeah, yeah. Brought that one up too. I saw that. There. Yeah. Um the yeah, so who knows what's happened with that one. The crazy thing is had a had a Manning cast with <laughs> with his um, brother. The crazy thing is um, um uh, our boys, man, the Morning Rose, they were talking about this stuff on on Thursday or Friday or something like that. Thursday. And I I, I guess I got to hear the context, but, like, I think people are making way too much out of that. Because the story goes, Kyle Shanahan, so, something about Brock being the starting quarterback. And Kyle was like, well, unless Tom Brady comes out of retirement – then yeah, you're the starting quarterback. It sounded like he was like just talking, like Tom Brady's the greatest. Like it would take something seismic. It felt like it was in gist, right? Like just joking around. But now Florio's reporting on it. My guys on the morning roast, they did like the whole damn four hours about he's not sold on Brock Purdy. Come on, guys. Come on now. Uh, so didn't wasn't Brock the one who said it? Yeah. Okay. Cause Brock, I, 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 okay. I don't know. It's out there. You can read Brock Purdy's words. It's not an interpretation of what Brock Purdy said. Like Brock Purdy said it. Like his quote is out there. Um, I, I, I don't know. Let's welcome in our IT guy, James Sam. <laughs> hey, I'm just gonna say if they if they go 0 and 31 in fourth quarter uh, in games that they're trailing by seven in the fourth quarter, then I got to be honest. Bill Belichick is. If Bill Belichick 
is available, then he's my head coach next season. Like, they, straight up. Like, are you so being they, serious? If they would have like, lost, you would have fired Shanahan? Are you being serious? At what point do you have to? When not he now. sucks. When, <laughs> when he you're sucks, not winning. When he can't get your team over the hump for four four times? No, you do not fire nah. Kyle Shanahan. Yeah. No. Hey, if no. He, if he wants, Shame. Hey, hey, Shame. If he wants to see the Brady thing, like, oh, well, if we got Brady. Well, he, he got to be honest. We got, we got I, Belichick. Look here. Maybe I gotta I gotta dive more into this. I was not expecting that I, I, to start. Maybe I gotta show. I gotta dive more into this. I never took him seriously. I don't even think when Brock was saying it, he was saying I'm it in saying a serious way. I'm saying it in way. jest as well. But at the same time, like you only he, get so many times to so, make it to be to have the best team in football and not win the championship. Here's the great so how news. many times does he have the best team in football? One, right now. I well, certainly right now, but the last hey. couple of years. You could argue that they there were, were a wild multiple card times. team eh. all, Here, all, every year. So I, I, I got, I got, I got great news. One, I have the quote. Two, he said it to our friend Nick Wagner. So and we could just right. ask Nick right. what, what the, what the tone in this was. We did um, about this quote. Yeah, because we had him on. Okay, and what did Nick say? Was the quote? Because here's the exact quote. Uh, that meant so much to me. I remember Shanahan saying, "If we get Tom Brady, if we can." I'm sorry. Let me start that dump. <laughs> that meant so much to me. I remember Han Shan- I remember Shanahan saying, if we can get Tom Brady, we're going to try to get him. And I was like, yeah, he's the GOAT. I get it. But something deep down inside me was sort of like, dude, I just showed you that I can play well in the system. And we were one game away from the Super Bowl. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> More than anything, I was like, okay, now let's go. That's the quote in its entirety. Where the I don't know what the – those dots can be dangerous, but they're but they're there. Okay, so I'm just going to point out that you get Brock Purdy into this game and everyone says, oh, Brock Purdy's never won the big game. He's never had to make, he's never had to come back in a game, right? Mm -hmm. Well, that pre, the 49ers being 0-30 in that situation, long predates Brock Purdy. Mm -hmm. That's not a Brock Purdy issue as much as it is a Kyle Shanahan issue. If you've never been able to lead a team back, okay. That's a problem. And, you know, the stat just keeps going up, and it's everywhere, right? Oh, my gosh, they're going to go 0-31. And, and I, I guess 1-30 and 30 is much better than 0-31 when you're, if you're going into the fourth quarter by trailing by 7. But how do we expect Brock Purdy to win a come-from-behind game like that, which is what everyone keeps saying? We need to see him do it when it matters. When your coach has never been able to do it, 30 games he lost. In so, that situation, so, and so I get it, but so a lot I need of you. That, to, a lot of that, I'll put a little bit into context. The first three years of Kyle Shanahan, they were probably down in the fourth 15. quarter almost all the time. Mm-hmm. So that's that's probably I'm not saying all the games. I get but it. That's There's like that's like 36 games alone. The first three first three games. It also doesn't take into account because of the time period of it all. And I admit it's a crazy stat. But the time period of it all, he came back to lead them to the to the playoffs against the Rams. He came back and go in Green Bay to knock them out of the uh, playoffs uh, in the divisional round in the snow. That, but once again, it doesn't fall into the time frame of what that stat says. So it's just get washed under the the umbrella of he can never bring a team back. No, I get you, and I and I honestly think that you know it deserves a much larger discussion and like laying all of the stats out. But 
there are plenty of teams that over the history of the NBA or the NFL, you get to a certain point and you keep stopping at the same point or around the same point. You got to find someone who can get you over the hump. That's, and that's I'm not saying that Shanahan fair. has to win a championship this year, but if not this year, when is he going to do it? That's what you said is absolutely fair. I think we're at least three years away from that, at least. Yeah, but I don't know. Three years away from that, there there might not be a Kittle. There might not. Uh, there's certainly not going to be a Trent Williams. There's not going to be a Fred Warner. Like there there might not be. Like these are. You have windows in the NFL, and if if a coach can't get you over the hump in that situation, it's same in the NBA. You coach gets a couple of times going to the playoffs, then there comes a time where you got to get that other guy who can get you over the hump. And Should the Eagles have tra- uh, fired Andy Reid? Probably not, but I, I don't know. I, he couldn't do it there. <laughs> he did it without him. No, it he was, did. And it says that wasn't a him problem. Well, maybe. Eagles won too. They did win. Uh, 20 of those 30 losses Win-win. came in 2017 um, How many when he was hired. Losses? 20, 20 of those 30 mm-hmm. came in 2017. 2018 when Jimmy G was out for the year mm-hmm. and the roster was still rough. And then 2020 where everyone was hurt, mm-hmm. including Jimmy and Nick Bosa. So 20 of those 30 losses came in those three years. Would – the stat have been better though if they flashed it up and it said he's zero and ten in games where he's trailing by seven in the fourth quarter. Well, you tell me because Kansas City wins thirty percent of those games. Is that a good number? No. The league wins like seven percent of those games. Yeah. Like would have been the league as a whole wins seven percent of those games. Uh, so it's the zero that gets everybody's right, attention. Right. Like is oh, the, yeah. is the stat better now? Like right, no, like the, it's, it's one in thirty one. But but, but now this, it's like he got over the. But this is a distraction. This is I need you to say unequivocally. If the if the Packers had won yesterday, you would have fired Kyle Shanahan. I would have thought long and hard about it. Mm. And not like any off season. I'm not. I'm not saying that. Like, but you do have the greatest NFL coach, win wise, the guy who's won the most Super Bowls sitting there interviewing for jobs all over, who if that job, right, if this job comes up, would just go, I'm in. And we're positive Bill Belichick's the greatest coach of all time. No. He's got five rings. Yeah, so how many without Tom? None. How many does Tom have without Bill? He can barely make the playoffs without uh, Tom Brady. Yeah, but the, barely make the, the team did, got yeah, I was going to say, did, did, did he make the he playoffs without the first year? But you replaced a in the, in legendary coach with a rookie, and it didn't work out, and the guy regressed. I like, I like Bill Belichick. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just saying we're Bill Belichick positive. Coach. It's positive. Bill Walsh. It's still Bill Walsh. Okay. I'm saying if ever there were a position where he would go, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm in, and have a shot to go win it the next year, this is it. I think Kyle Shanahan is just fine. Maybe James, <laughs> I, I instant gratification. I, I don't know instant gratification. We're talking about four times now. He's got his team to a spot where you're Here, like, okay, well, and, a, again, well, context like, is reasons. important. Like there are reasons. Like look, they lost the Super Bowl to the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, you had last year. Mm-hmm. The quarterback uh, you, you situation. Which one am I Rams. missing? The Rams. And what did the Rams do that year? Won the Super Bowl. 
You know, you know, not saying that this gives you like forever immunity or anything like that. You know how many organizations would die for four NFC championship appearances in five years? You know, it just dawned on me too. Do you know how many organizations would fire their head coaches if Kyle Shanahan became available tomorrow? Not. If if James Ham was running the San Francisco 49ers and 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 fired Kyle Shanahan, oh, there'd be oh uh uh what's what's um I always forget his name, Eberflus. He gone. Like there's there's at least six coaches who are out. I'm just saying at some point Kenny's mystical how many championships we should have? 14. It it has to actually be a ring. It has to be a trophy. And you can't keep saying, well, we were close. It's like, okay, you know? Sure, we're not there yet, though. We're not even close. I don't know. Like, we're not even close. Firing? Man. Like, fire wow. him? I was <laughs> like, not no. expecting that. Criticism and, and you know, and maybe bringing him into your office and talking about, hey, this needs to turn around. Yeah, that's one thing. But flat out firing? Nah. You might have one more season to Trent Williams. You can't waste them. You can't waste them. So I, I mean, I, I'm just saying. It's like, also, it's also like to... not that easy to just no. uh, just win, win a Super Bowl. No, I, because I because that. now because now see I need people to to figure out what's going on. I need people to figure out what they really want. Not you, James, but people to figure out because now the Niners look the weakest of everybody left. Mm-hmm. So are they are they still expected to win? After Christmas, they weren't the favorites no more. Mm-hmm. Everybody, Baltimore way better. If they play him mm-hmm. again, Baltimore gonna blow him out. So if he, if he, hell, a lot of people think Detroit gonna win. So yeah. everybody thinking Detroit gonna win. Kansas City and Baltimore are better. So now is it is it an expected to win situation? I don't know. You you have one of the top rosters in the NFL, if not the top roster in the NFL. At some point, it has to be a who is responsible and where do you go from here. And like I, I don't know what the answer is, but I certainly know I that. I know like, what the answer is. It's not firing your coach. I don't know. <laughs> you can't keep running up against the same exact thing and, and expecting so, something different. So, I, so if they lose Sunday, you're still on this – you think long and hard about firing Kyle Shanahan? No, I, I mean, well, it depends. I mean, if you get embarrassed, yeah, they're not going to get embarrassed. Well, no, but if you did, why does that matter? Oh, getting yeah, if you if get you get beat, blown out of the NFC Championship out, game, yeah, why does that matter? Oh, I think that matters. The way you lose matters. No, just like the way you win matter. If you win, you win. I agree. If you lose, you lose. I get you. Well, this, this, this. <laughs> this went sideways on us, didn't it? You guys didn't expect that. No, I did not. I did not. James, the IT guy, comes in. He's plugging uh, keyboards from, from one computer to the other, poking his head up. Is it working yet? And then he pops up and says, hey, this is fire Kyle Shanahan. <laughs> Man, that's some heat right there. Goodness gracious. Jay- Kyle leaves for one day. <laughs> And Spicy James is born. Man. Hey, I, I have said, I've hinted at this before. Like, look, there comes a point where it, it's got to be the right voice. You got to, like, if the voice, if you can't get past a certain point, yeah, 
like you changes happen. Like I, I don't think like the Mark Jackson thing in Golden State. I don't really think that was fair per se, where you got a coach who all of a sudden got a team out of the doldrums. But I also don't know if they go on to win four championships if they didn't make that move. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it it has to be a different voice. It's got to be something different that leads you through. And hey, look, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I, I like it's just my opinion. Like I, I just don't think that in professional sports you get to keep coming up short, especially in a situation where like look, you make it to the Super Bowl and it's just a knockdown drag out. You know, sure, like whatever. I, they, it, only one team gets to win. I get it. And there's like two, the MVP and the best quarterback of this generation are waiting for whoever makes it through the NFC. It doesn't matter which team it is. It doesn't matter. You mm-hmm. do not have the best quarterback in that game. Mm-hmm. I don't care if it's golf or if it's party. It, like that's, you're not even fun. in that's the fine. same stratosphere. Mm-hmm. But so, so I'm going to say, look, if you run up against, if you make it to the Super Bowl, that's one thing. But you can't just keep like getting to a certain spot, and especially if you lose in the second round of the playoffs, that's that would have been to me. It would have been a major, major discussion. Yeah, losing yesterday, losing losing Saturday would have been tough. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think it starts with a discussion of firing Kyle Shanahan. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's definitely a, a it, it's a tough conversation because they do have the best roster in football, which is, it, I, I do think Kenny poses a very fair question. We keep talking about the best roster in football and all of this stuff, and now people talk like they're the worst team left. Yeah. So, like, now what are their expectations? Did they, oh, are, are you trying to convince me they overachieved all year? <laughs> no, but they're the team who's playing, who isn't playing the best. They've played one game in like four weeks. No, but I, I no, no, I, I get like I, I don't agree. It's just they got their ass kicked by Baltimore. That's really what all of this boils down to. And, yeah. and, and look, and the Chiefs got their ass beat on the same day. Man. <laughs> don't know why Shout out to the about Raiders. Because they, they've played they've played one more meaningful game. They played the wild mm-hmm. card game. Cause they didn't why did have they play that game? Because they They weren't the one yeah, seed. Yeah, they weren't the one seed. Which the 49ers were. Mm. Which they locked up in like what week sixteen? Oh, 17? Yeah. Seventeen. There's a good portion of this season where the Niners were the best team by so far it wasn't even close. There was even I don't a... know when that ended. <laughs> like I really look, I get but and, and, and when like, you got beat by Baltimore. Yeah, now. and that and that's fine. That means Baltimore is and that's fine. Yes. If 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 we're playing like, you know, title belts, like Baltimore is is, is the champ, they got the belt. That, that means the 49ers are the number one contender. They're not the sixth best team in the league. Oh no, I agree. Why the hell am I so fired up about the 49ers? <laughs> the hell is going on in here? Uh, let's uh I don't I don't I don't have a transition. Can we just can we just go now? Let's just go to break. Are you Oh, there goes Caitlin again. No, Jesse said no. Jesse, well, let's so just look, transition well, well, to the Kings. Let's go to the we're, Kings. Well, we well, we can or Jesse's like my, my 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 partner's here. I don't got to listen to you two idiots anymore. <laughs> Cutting podcasts right now, man. No, you do have a lot of work um, to do today. The the one thing that I feel early, and we, I think you 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 disagreed with me when we were out in the in the, in the kitchen area. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the Ravens are going to handle the Chiefs. Oh yeah, I don't think that. I don't I think, think that. I Chiefs. think every time you think that. Patrick Mahomes does something stupid crazy. That's and not true. He's running straight downfield and then flings a 40-yard bomb on a line, and you're like, 
how in the world did you do that? You know what the, one the, of my the thing real quick, the thing that I don't understand is like people act like Patrick Mahomes ain't never lost. Oh no, he lost. <laughs> yeah, so how is it out of the realm of possibility that it'll happen again? Well, it's not all I said. I just don't think the Ravens are gonna beat their ass. That's no, all not, I mean. not 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 you, but James had his thought and he's not alone though. Like oh, no, everybody's like, Oh no, nah. Mahomes, he ain't, he ain't losing in these situations. Oh, no, lost. no, that's not what I said. I'm I'm never counting out Mahomes. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm never counting out Mahomes. So you got to see it for it to happen. No. No, no what I'm saying is— Because what I'm if saying he loses is, this year and he's in the same situation next year, I'm not no, counting him out then That's either. what I'm saying. I'm yeah. saying if if he's going to go down, I you need to see it. You're not going yeah, to pick year. him yeah. to lose on Sunday. No, I'm, I, but right. I'm I'm going to avoid that game completely. Well, that's unfair. You can't do that. Well, yeah, but I mean, like, I don't know how that game's going to go at all. None of us do, but we're making a prediction. I, I get you, but, like, I, I think it just it, it boils down to one thing for me. If the Chiefs receivers catch the ball, I don't think they lose. But I, I, I but I also think Baltimore's a better football team, like 1 through 53. I think they're a better – yeah, I do think they're a much – But I, Buffalo? I, yes. Than Buffalo and Kansas City. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, but I, I don't think that they're markedly better than than Buffalo. Like Baltimore? Oh, I think they are. Uh, I, I, I think, don't know. I think like they if are. they were to play bu- Buffalo, yeah, I they'd think they are. beat the brakes off Buffalo. I, I ain't going to say that. Yeah, yeah like I don't, Chiefs, I don't think they can – I don't think they'll beat the Chiefs' ass, especially in an AFC championship. I think they would have beat – if it had been the Ravens versus the Bills, Sean McDermott might be fired because mm-hmm. it'd be one of those situations. I, I just – I don't – and I thought the Bills were playing well. I think Baltimore is that much better. Um, but while I think they have a better football team, I don't. I, I still. It, it, it probably is the Patrick Mahomes thing. It's the Andy Reid thing too. I'm a, I'm an Andy Reid fan, so I think the. I, I don't have a prediction for that game at all. I'm gonna walk away happy with the outcome either either way because I like both of those guys. You too. That's where that's where I'm at. And no, look, I like, but I don't. I don't know what you. I, I can't make I can't, a pick. I can't tell you something that I don't believe in. I'll, I'll I'll try to make a pick by Friday, but I I can't. No, I'm messing with you guys. Yeah, I mean, like, look on the ticker. I'd be how thrilled Chiefs if contain Lamar, Lamar. You know what? They just got a really really good test yesterday because Josh Allen played out of his mind and just like what they're gonna face with Lamar, where that dude's Except running way better. Well. Yeah. And, Way I mean, better, but you tell me you say play out of his mind. They didn't contain him. No, but they still <laughs> so, won. I mean, yeah, because yeah. Well, there's a number of different reasons for that. Yeah. Receivers dropping, you know, passes. Yep. Josh Allen not making the right pass when it counted. Little stuff like that. Josh Allen did have a hell of a game yesterday. We've been talking about Josh thought, Allen today. So the funny I thought, thing, I thought, I thought, especially when you know on the ground, I thought Josh Allen did a lot. When you, I w- w- one thing we didn't really talk a ton about Christian McCaffrey. Mm. Like Christian McCaffrey didn't just have like chunk play. Like his plays were like timely. Mm-hmm. It's like a, a a a game where where De'Aaron Fox only has twelve points, mm-hmm. but you know exactly when all of those twelve points happened. That's what I felt like Christian McCaffrey did. Josh Allen, a lot of those runs that he had in that in that game kept kept that game being what it was. So the the funny thing about this whole interaction because this tweets circulating all over the place. Now I'll, I'll read it off just so I'm perfectly clear real quick. So the the tweet that I had was I talked about the the Niners or Brock Purdy in his game against um, the Packers and people talking about like, oh, um, you know, he had an awful game. And I said, everyone saying Purdy was awful last night with 266 total yards. 
Josh Allen had 252 total yards and a loss. And me talking about total yards is being nice because Josh didn't even crack 200 yards passing. They're just taking that as me saying Josh was awful last night. No, I don't think Josh was awful. I don't think he was outstanding, Mm -mm. but I don't think he was awful. Just like I don't think Brock Purdy was awful, but I don't think you can look at those games and say one was outstanding and the other was awful. So you like, know, I think they were both good in moments and spotty in moments. Josh Allen, after he scored seven points in the second half. Hey, look, there are plenty of people out there who think that Jordan Love was having a better game than Purdy, and I was like, they're they're both crazy. having equally marginal games. The fact that the Packers two dudes dropped wide open interceptions, that's on them. And the Niners dropped an interception from one. Mm-hmm. They could have had three. Yeah. Then Yaman or Lenore had one go yep. right through his hands that probably could have went to the house. But the stats, they show you that Brock Purdy was way better. And it's that the expectations of Brock Purdy and the, I guess the counter-expectations of Brock Purdy are so polarizing for some reason. Which that's I, wild. I just don't understand. The dude was really good. He did not throw an interception. We can't say shoulda, coulda, woulda. Brock, he had a handful of passes that were a little rough. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. He also had George Kittle drop a first down. Yeah. Like, like it, we could, we could, if we want to dissect every pass play from every quarterback this weekend, we can, and we can try to determine who had the, who had the best game. Josh but Allen had like three passes that should have been intercepted, one by two Chiefs players and yesterday. It, and that's the great thing because I just I got the stats in front. No one keeps track of almost interceptions. No. To bring up a point we made three and a half hours ago with people who were trying to kill Brock Purdy. <laughs> we'll come back. We'll talk Kings basketball with our Kings insider of the insiders, James Ham here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. Oh, you thought that discussion ended? <laughs> nah. <laughs> Uh, that discussion kept going as James Ham is here with us as we get ready for the first Kings basketball game in just a little bit. For those curious, the last team um, that the Indiana Pacers beat was, in fact, Sacramento. Oh, damn. As they've lost a couple uh, since leaving the Golden, the friendly confines uh, of the Golden One Center, including the big debut of Tyrese and Pascal Siakam. Yeah. Uh, Tyrese, in fact, didn't play last night. I assume that's. Load management, injury management. Hmm. Um, but he didn't play last night in the loss to Phoenix. Uh, and now we're seeing like a shift in standings. There's a lot of games tonight. I think Phoenix actually plays again tonight. Uh, we've got Boston and Dallas. Those games have ramifications for Sacramento. Uh, but Hammer, none of it matters if the Sacramento uh, don't end their losing streak. Uh, they've got the Hawks tonight. You got a chance to be at practice. What do you think? What do we got? I heard the term mental reset, I think, from Keegan Murray on Saturday. He talked about resetting mentally. Uh, what was the vibe over the weekend at G1C? Yeah, I think he said that on Sunday. Um, to be honest with you, I did not go on Sunday. I had too much show prep for this week without yeah, Kyle. For sure. Um, and so I needed to stay home. It's hard and, when your partner's not And here. watch football. I was preparing for that if the the Packers lost. Oh, well. Yeah. Or if the Packers won, excuse Packers me. Won. I was like, well, <laughs> Kenny's here. Yeah. He might as well not be, but he's here. Um, yeah, I think, um, man, I, I just don't see a change in their demeanor. Like, they seem fine. And I, it's hard to say this. They've lost four in a row. I would take those three losses that they just lost over any one of those double-digit, like, no-show games. Mm-hmm. I- I'm okay with those games because, like, I asked Mike Brown about this on Saturday. Just, is it nice to at least have footage that you can look at? 
And he's like, yeah. Like, there are things that we can clean up, things that we can get better. There are also things that players do that you're like, positive reinforcement, negative reinforcement. You can look at them and say, okay, this can't keep happening. I need you to clean this up. And players like, okay, I can clean that up. What I can't clean up is a 30-point loss or 40-point loss at home. I can't, like, I look at the tape and, like, I just burned the thing. Like, there's no reason. I'm going to clip out the small section where Keon Ellis was awesome. But outside of that, like, there's nothing you can, if a team doesn't show up, there's nothing you can actually do with that game film because it's like, okay, what do you get, like, three minutes in? You're like, okay, energy, effort. No, you didn't try. You didn't give a second effort. You didn't give a third effort. And then when you get 10 minutes into the tape and it's the same exact thing, what are you supposed to say? But these games here, first of all, the mental mistakes of missing free throws cost them two games, straight up. They beat the Bucks if Malik Monk hits the two free throws at 18 seconds left up and puts them up six, right? And then the two games later, they go 18 to 32 from the line. And you lose a game because you can't hit free throws. Just, it is what it is. So at some point, this team has to actually figure that situation out. But it's also one of those things where most of these players aren't horrible free throw shooters. Some of them aren't great free throw shooters, but there's a big difference between Fox shooting 78% and shooting 71-72%, or Sabona shooting 70-something percent and shooting in the 60s like he is right now. And this team is better at what they're doing, and uh, it is better at shooting free throws than what we've seen. And I expect them to take a, a pretty substantial step forward. And I think it's one of those things where, again, one day they'll start falling and they'll be fine. Just like how they were a bad three-point shooting team through the first like 20 games of the season. Like the laws of averages usually play out and you usually start to improve. Um, but for right now, I think there are plenty of little things that happened in the last couple of games that you can point to, that you can clean up, that you can work through on three days off and say, okay, this is how we move forward. So do you, I mean, it's clear that they're going to, you know, get some time to kind of practice some stuff and maybe get some time to rest or whatever. One of the things we had talked about is De'Aaron Fox and, in my opinion, Malik Monk not looking like themselves as of late. Do you think that they kind of needed this mental and, you know, even physical break uh, in the schedule to kind of regroup? Because I thought Malik hasn't looked like himself in maybe a week or so. Just looked a little gassed, like the, like yeah. the workload was, was starting to get to him a little bit, and same for De'Aaron Fox. Do you think that they come out of this kind of refreshed and have a little bounce in their step? Yeah, I think so. Um, but with this team, we don't know until they get out there and they show us. I mean, I think that's what we've learned. Don't expect anything from this team. It, whatever your expectations are, they're going to be, like, most likely they're going to be wrong on each given night. You have no idea. So so for me, I want to see what they look like in the first quarter, what they look like in the first five minutes of the game, how the bench looks like when they come in the game for the first time, whether they've responded. Mm-hmm. We've talked about this. It's the same exact team, right? For the most part, the core eight is a core eight. Maybe a couple of tweaks here and there. The, the difference is that these guys are all playing different roles than they did last season. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Malik Monk is playing almost 30 minutes a night over the last, you know, month. Kevin Herter's taken a, a big step back in minutes. Now he's starting to come around, but his change in minutes went from 30 down to like, I don't know, what is he at, 25, 26? Yeah. Like, those are big changes. De'Aaron Fox is now averaging 28 points, not 25. 
you know, Sabonis is now over 20 and he's putting up a triple up double every night. Like mm-hmm. these things are, are taxing on players. Malik Monk playing tons of minutes and having so much more responsibility. It, it takes its toll. Even for a guy like Harrison Barnes taking a huge step yeah, back. I can see that. Yeah. I mean, but two, one and one, that's a, yeah, but taking that huge step back, I think sometimes you lose sight of what it is that you need to be doing. Because you're like, okay, look, I'm the fifth option. So I'm going to play the fifth option. I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to be a jerk about this. I'm not going to scream and yell that I'm not getting the ball. And little by little, you start to erode who you are on the court. And so, uh, yeah, a three-day break, look at tape, like figure it out. And maybe you come back with a refreshed, like renewed look at what you should be doing on a nightly basis. I understand Mike's concern about the minutes that those guys are playing. Um we were actually asking for Malik to play more minutes, but did anyone mention to Mike, like, hey, you don't have a choice, man, because you stopped playing Keon Ellis and Davion Mitchell. Like, yeah. you're playing one guard off your bench. That's yeah. why your other two guards are playing so much. And as KC pointed out earlier, Malik's got to play so much at times because of the struggles of Kevin Herter and the fact that you're consistently getting single-digit numbers in the scoring column from another starter and non-existent other numbers in the rest of the box score. He's trying to pick up the slack for two other starters, and the second it looks like Kevin Herter's shot's not falling, Mike doesn't go back to him. Yeah, I mean, at this point, Kevin's down to 23.8 minutes per game. Hmm. Like that's And he averaged 30. It so. feels like Mike doesn't even like half the team at this point. <laughs> No, I, I don't think between that's it. Herter, Davion, and Keon, I don't even think he he loves him some Harrison, but it yeah. feels like Mike doesn't like these other guys. No, I, or, or you know what I mean, like what they bring I to think Kings it, basketball. I think for the most part, an NBA coach, their default setting is not to play more players; it's to tighten the rotation and try to get back to who you are, and then build out from there. And, and you can't say anything about the that. minutes the guys are playing, though. That's, no, that's that's my thing. If you're willing to point you. out how many minutes they're playing, it's because of what you did with your rotation. Now, and I'm not even saying that I disagree with it. Mm-hmm. I'm just there's a direct correlation between the way that you're coaching and the minutes those guys are playing. And again, I can't fault him when you've got a guy who, when, when in, especially in Malik, where you're just searching for something offensively. When when you know Kevin was going through his struggles. And and Harrison going through his. I think the answer, though, that he would probably give is, well, what is the alternative? That, that, right. That I lose a game because I don't play De'Aaron Fox 35 minutes? Right. Because I don't have another De'Aaron Fox sitting there. Right. And so I think, you know, you're kind of caught between a rock and a hard place if you're a coach. You got to try to play, you know, you know, mess with your rotations the best you can. But I also, I don't even feel like he messes. I know a lot of people, oh, he's messing with the rotations all the time. No, like basically the same seven guys play every single night. And then that last one or two pieces, he gives guys opportunities for five or six games. If it doesn't work out, he goes somewhere else. It's pretty clear cut. Well, it depends. But if there's a blowout in there, that changes. Well, right? That just because, changes how much someone's going to play. Well, right. But that'll that's where you'll see Colby Jones play. Or that I mean that's where we saw Keon Ellis play. Keon's probably yeah. a better example. That's where we saw Keon Ellis play in blowout minutes. Mike liked it, and all of a sudden Keon Ellis was playing. Yep. And then out of nowhere he wasn't. Yeah. And again, I, I don't know what to make of all of that, but I, what I will say is with young players, you give them a stretch, and I think what you could see is Keon started to tail off 
He he wasn't hitting his shots nearly as much. He wasn't as active. And so sometimes it's rebooting a player and pulling him back. Plus, I, with Keon specifically, there's also this issue. You only get 50 games with Keon. We're 41 games into the season. Hmm. Like, But he's been dressed for virtually all of them, hasn't well, he? Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. We are approaching the moment where Keon Ellis will not be able to play anymore. Yeah. And you have you have two choices. You either just leave him in the G League and he's down there, or you got to sign him for the rest of the year. Is that um, – I always get confused. Is that actual um, – It's 50 games now. It used to be it, up with the team. games that he gets in? Mm-mm. It's just games he dresses. he's on the active. Okay. Yeah, he I always, dresses. I, always, I can't ever remember uh, which one it is. The games that don't count is if he's – like hurt like he was out like a couple of he was here but he was out a couple of those games like he was ruled out those games didn't count yeah i didn't even mention chris Duarte, who went from starting oh. to not playing at all yeah i think that experience experiment had run his course too mm. and what do you do though like chris Duarte comes in the first game 12 12 points seven rebounds he gets all these offensive rebounds and puts them back and here but, you are the next three games he gets like zero rebounds right so, like, you give somebody an opportunity. He got six games. And then it's like, look, I, I got to go back to – I got to try to get Kevin back to who he was because that's when we're at our best. I, it I mean, was you six guys, games as a starter? I think it was six games straight that as was a starter. Stupid. That was dumb. Well, yeah, but that was a, that was sometimes bad, you have to give bad. five or six games for no, a player. But he shouldn't have gotten any. Yeah. Kevin Herter shouldn't have been benched. Well, I mean, you could see Kevin's stats leading up to that benching. No, but, but, yes, you absolutely could. Like they were, they they were rough. I'd argue, one, not an excuse. This started in training camp, mm-hmm. and two, uh, I still wouldn't have benched him. I would have trusted him to shoot at it. We saw this last year. Yeah, Mike was on the sideline. Maybe it wasn't as drastic, but there were ups and downs with Herder all year last. No, um, yeah, for a lot of the year last. He had year. six weeks in the middle of the season where it was like, oh no. Well, this year he did it at the start of the season. <laughs> no, I, I agree. Last year at the start of the season, he was really good. And I know someone in the chat brings up, hey, how come James is being so hard on Kyle Shanahan but with Mike Brown? It's like, <laughs> hey, hey, bro, seven years in San Francisco, a year and a half in Sacramento. Not quite the same That's thing. why we're, we're looking at two totally different things. Building a franchise that has been nothing but trash for 16 years and getting them in the playoffs, like James okay, now. carrying the water for Mike Brown. <laughs> okay, while he's trying now. to fire Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, yeah. That's we're funny. we're talking about apples and apples here. Hey, so um, I wanted to ask you guys something before we got out of here, and want to make on sure the air, or off the air, like uh, on the air, maybe <laughs> this even feels off serious. Too. Um, <laughs> so you guys saw some of these rumors that oh, popped yes. up over the weekend. Yep. 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 Miles Bridges was in Miles Bridges and the Kings. Interest from the Kings was reported. We don't know how real it is, but I believe that there was a specific term that was used: Ex- exploratory conversations, exploratory trade conversations. I think what it was: it was Sacramento and and two other teams. Miles Bridges, who put his wife in the hospital two years ago, is a popular trade target. Sacramento, Detroit, and Dallas are mentioned as teams who have shown interest. I, hmm. I would ask, though, mentioned by who? So, mm-hmm. like, I, I know Matt Moore. I've known Matt for a long time. Like, we were true hoop guys together. 
I don't know where he gets his information. He has all kinds of stuff in his information, but two things on Number one, this wasn't mentioned in the King's write-up. It was only mentioned in the Charlotte write-up. I don't, I'm not sure why that is. Mm-hmm. If you're going to say that that's something, then you probably should mention it in both teams' write-ups, right? If Miles Bridges and there's there's interest from the Kings, then it should be in the Kings where you're listing the other players they're interested in. Right. So I'm slightly confused by that. But the other thing is, like, look, you probably need to say more than mentioned as a potential if you're talking about a player who, again, put his wife in the hospital in a vicious and pled guilty way. Like, because that's, that now puts the Kings, like, on the clock here. Like, what are we doing here? Are are you really interested? Are you down that route? Because I, I... So because, I have I have a thought on this type of stuff especially when you hear the way stuff is worded and how it's mentioned. Like, hey, 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 Mitch, it's uh, Mitch Kupchak. It's Monty McNair here. You know, we've, we really like P.J. Washington, man. We have a, a strong interest in P.J. Washington. Like, what, what, what would that look like? Well, you know, I'm, I'm not sure we're interested in moving P.J. just yet. Like, we've fielded a couple of calls about Miles Bridges, but nothing on P.J. yet. Oh, what's Miles look like? Oh, you you're know, on the hook now. It's interesting. There it is. You're on like the- no, but but it, hey, what's what's oh, what's 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 the Miles conversation look like? Oh, you know, we're looking, we're just we're looking for a rotational player. He's not going to be back here. We're looking for someone we can add to our bench. Like whatever. Okay, well, we'd really like PJ. Mm-hmm. PJ is who we're interested in, and and if you you know, he, he, let's 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 try to work out the framework of what this might look like. Uh, get back to me in a week. Let's see what we can figure out. Bye. All of a sudden, the Kings and, and, and Hornets had a conversation about Miles Bridges. Yeah. It could, it, and I swear to you, this is real life. It could be as simple as that. Mm-hmm. It could be as simple as that. I, I just, I'm not sure. If, I, if I'm the franchise, I come out quickly and say no. That's, we're not going there. And then. But yeah, but see, but you probably don't do that because you're undercutting Mitch Kupchak at that point. Right. And if you want to do business, you just. I, I get what you're saying. I completely get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Politically, you probably can't do that. They can do whatever they want. They've proven that time and time again. Fans can be mad at a conversation from a reporter they don't know. If you wrote it, it's different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you wrote it, it's very different. They don't know who Matt Moore is. No, I, I get you. I would just tell you, too, that's going to be not a really nope. one or two rough days. That's going to be an extended period of very, very rough conversations. So that uh, we are having that, that man I was, am writing about. That man was booed but, every time he touched the ball yeah. here. But not like Josh Giddy was booed. And that's where yes, we discussed this. I I think it was you. I thought Miles was booed louder. No. Josh Giddy not was? even remotely. Oh, you're close. right, you're right. I every mix time. And sorry. the excuse that some you're people right. said, Well, it's been a year. And I'm like, okay, but Josh Giddy, they never did come up with any evidence about anything, mm-hmm. and the dude's getting booed like crazy. Mm-hmm. If anyone missed the stuff on Miles Bridges, you can go look it up. It is vicious, man. You had little kids going. The the mom had the kids on on uh, Instagram doing like videos where they're talking about daddy beating mommy. Like this was not okay. Like the whole entire scene was brutal, and her injuries were were extreme and. Like, look, he pled guilty, or at least he pled no contest. I don't know. It's either guilty or no, uh, or no contest. Well, those aren't those aren't the same thing. That, yeah. that from yeah. a legal 
that's and important to point out legally, but I don't think not there's that I'm ever, for this. I don't think there's ever a time where you can you can just make you can make that move. I could well, I couldn't imagine that. Can we point one other thing out before you continue? Mm-hmm. He hasn't exactly kept his nose clean. That's the other thing too. Nope. Yeah. Like it's not like uh, hey, that was a horrible mistake. Mm-hmm. You know, it was awful. It was a one-time thing. <laughs> It's not right. Like it hasn't well, been a one-time thing. We, we talked about after in his first press conference, and he had the press conference, and I, I thought, you know, we're just trying to be fair to the man. We we're like the things he said in the press conference. I mean, that's it's kind of what you. What that's you all do. you can expect is like yep. what he said. Yep. Um, and then all you can do after that is followed up with genuine actions, and he hasn't necessarily done that. So I, I don't. There's, there's. To me, if I was Monty McNair, there's just no way I could make that move. And and that's and and that's a separate there's a separate conversation to be had, I think, as opposed to like you could ever make that move for anybody, you know what I mean? And what he's even doing in the league at this point. Like if if you let him in the league, like he's he should be to a certain degree fair game for everybody to treat him like a regular player. I just know I don't think I could do that if I was Monty McNair for a number of different reasons. Moving forward, I, I just I couldn't see a scenario. Will to be I'm tested like, okay. this summer because he's going to be a free agent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I don't think he'll be back in Charlotte. And he did. He pled no contest, but he was sentenced to three years probation, required to complete a 52 week domestic violence uh, counseling program, 52 weeks of parenting classes. And a hundred hours of community service. Sure, feels like he's violated that probation at least three times. <laughs> right. Like, I don't well, know. I mean, the, I, I guess I'm not. I'm not. I just the guess billiards I just ball thing was wild. Yeah, yeah like yeah, that was that was, was it was insane. That was crazy, man. Yeah. So I, I just it didn't violate his probation. <laughs> so just, just, I don't know enough I, I, about the legal system. I just couldn't see a scenario where, as the GM, Monty Monty could do it. I I, I don't see it. I don't see it. No, nah, you. Yeah, I don't. I posed the question in the off season. Yeah, I, just, I don't see it, and I yet. think that's a I think that's a a fair question. Like I said, it's it's a fair question. The answer could be no, mm-hmm. hell no. But I think it, it's yeah. like our Keegan Murray McHale Bridges conversation. That was very we, fair. We walk through that on on the air, and you, you you have a conversation, you get to a conclusion. Yeah, yeah, and people are throwing out names all over the place, like whether it's not Terrence, the same, whether it's Terrence same. Davis not or it's Darren Collison. First of all, the Kings suspended Darren Collison for the first eight games of, I don't know, the 2016-17 season um, because of, he, he pled guilty. And again, not the same. Not the same um, at all. The Terrence Davis thing, not the same. And, like, it, you can look it up. Uh, like what? And that was while he was with the Toronto Raptors. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had conversations. They went and like investigated what had happened before they made that trade and everything else. Like they did their due diligence, I guess, according to them. Um, but again, like it's, those aren't good situations. It, and that's why I think you, you just don't go down that path. And if it's out there, you're like, yeah, no, I'm not, we're not part of that. I get, I got you. Um, I'm glad you brought that up. That, that, that needed to be discussed today. Uh, we are going to head over to 1025. Uh, we've got a keyword to throw out for your chance to see Jodeci in Las Vegas. We got tickets to the Sacramento Comedy Festival. We have a huge week uh, on 1025. If you want to go check us out, 
uh, over there. James is headed off to the game. Uh, we've got more Kings coverage here on ESPN 1320, but make sure you're tapped in with us beginning with the Insiders tomorrow at 10 a.m. here on Sacramento Sports Leader, ESPN 1320. Vamos Kings, light the beam. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.